Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. just starting there was a lot of junk so the crazy thing is i just learned that the dark web was was created for the military to trade war secrets um, i don't doubt it that's why there is a dark web though <laughs> and so doubt. then criminals started to Doing. access the dark web to trade like drug secrets and cartel secrets and things like this i'm listening and then people are like oh let's traffic children and then they decided to get on the dark web but she was looking stuff like how do i buy a jar of human fingernails like, just to see what's out there. But now. She's like on the light dark web, I think. That's the light dark web? The dark web is like, let me buy I wanna, veins. What? How do you do. What? I don't know. It's a but dark you know what? Uh, what do you think the mob is doing with all those bodies? I just started watching The Sopranos. I, you're, on, you're in for a long journey. I saw that. I'm like, she's going to be in for years. How long? How many seasons is it? Every episode is like an hour and a half. But, well, you know how it ends. I'm guessing Tony Soprano dies. You but would guess, but dot, dot, dot. What? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be that type of ending. Do you want me to tell you? No. Okay. I probably won't, but somebody will probably. I haven't watched all of The Sopranos, but I know how it ends. Don't tell me. Okay. But again, I knew the ending to Star Wars, and I didn't see it until I was 25, and I still quite enjoyed it. Okay, so do you want me to tell you? No, then? I don't want you to tell me. Okay. That. But I want you to know that I do love Tony Soprano. Well, I can't he's follow the first... plot at all. He's... I literally don't know what's going on. I've watched three full episodes, and I'm like, no idea what they're saying. He's the first, I, not the first, but I think one of the icons for that, like mm -hmm. antihero. Like you want to love him, oh, but you hate him too. That's what. That's mm -hmm. why it's so good. Because he's yeah. he's. This is what I said to my friend Katie, who's like, should I watch it? I said. Look, I don't know. All I know is it's that just, even though his job is terrible, he's very good at it. But he's a broken man. For sure. When he's sitting there in therapy and he's he can tell it's working for him and that it's valuable to him and it's helping him. And he's conflicted because it's ruined. He feels like it's, contra you know. And he's a horrible his, husband. It. Oh, yeah. Golly. But also, does she know all this stuff is going on? I think she, yes, it's kind of she like She does a, know because she knows he's not honest with her. Right. It's kind of like. I mean, because I think he's, um, there's infidelity in that marriage, too. And she oh, just, yeah, because he's always just hanging out with prostitutes. Turns a blind eye and is so, like, well, if you're putting money on the table, right. I hate you for it. I'm going to ignore it. But does she, is that, I can't tell about her yet. I don't know how I feel about I, her yet. Well, have you watched Breaking Bad? Yes. Skylar okay. is the worst character. I was going to say, now she's different. Everyone hates. But she's not like Skylar. She's That's what not. I thought. But she's not. She. Mm. I don't think she could construct a reality that didn't include Walter, Walt in Probably Breaking not. Bad. Versus Camilla, I think, has a whole self without, yes. without Tony Soprano. Correct. I like that we're recapping these shows that are so old. 
Well, first, let's introduce you. Oh, the worst okay. part. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be like, my name is Bren. I, I am. I am. Um, yeah. yeah. You mm. can just say. I'll just. Who are you? Kay. What do you want the people to know about you? How do we know each other? Great. What do you like to do on a Sunday afternoon if you don't mm. have to go to work? These kinds of things. Okay. Well, this is just, oh, it just feels like fifth grade. Like Yeah, so don't right think fifth grade. Or you can do fifth grade. Do okay. an impersonation of yourself as a fifth grader. So I'm Bryn. Are we doing last names? It's up to you if you want people <laughs> to know who you are or not. Okay. I don't think it matters. Amanda okay. gave her entire all four she names. She gave her all. <laughs> I'll say this so pe- the people can know. So I'm Bryn. Um, I have an Instagram. Hey. <laughs> um, it's the bright side with Bryn. If you want to check it out. Um, I know Kate. I've been working. I, yeah, I'll shout it all the way out. Working at Beholden. Um, Kate's been working on the anthropology side. What is Beholden? Because again. Beho- oh, thank you. We have to talk sort of like people who, who don't never know you. know us. Because ideally yes. some person in the middle of Mexico City is going to randomly find this podcast yes. and be like, oh, I want to move to Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. So, Beholden, I work for Beholden. Beholden is Anthropology's wedding line. So, super boho, free-spirited, anthro meets wedding gown. That's Capital kind of, R romantic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've been knowing Kate. How long? Maybe. I honestly don't know. I feel like. How long have you worked there? It'll be three years in June. I would say so we weren't two? connected for the first year, probably. We were in passing, but we were not I could see that. In constant contact. Well, I was so excited, too, when I was, you were like, I'm going to be here full time. Because mm-hmm. I think that's, I was either be, been full time for a little bit or mm-hmm, about to be mm-hmm. full time. And that was very exciting. So we got to know each other at work. Not just, the weird thing about that space is that you could be in the same place for a really long time and not really connect at all. And then yeah, every now and then I'll, we'll cross paths with somebody who we haven't really connected with before and have, I would say probably the two of us have this trait. I know I definitely do. I'm just going to say this. That <laughs> I will just randomly become, I'll have a five-minute conversation in passing, sometimes mm-hmm. less than that, and suddenly we are connected for life. That's mm-hmm. what happened with Leah too. It was, mm-hmm. I didn't even know her. I thought mm-hmm. she was surely hated me just because so everybody thinks of that, which is crazy because <laughs> she's so full of love. Just because she, I think because she looks serious. no games. And she's, she doesn't, once, and then once she's in love with you, it's, you're locked That's in, it. like you're That's in forever. It. Well, it's so funny. I think the biggest distinction, what she says over and over is like, I'm very selective of who I spend my time with and oh, yeah. around. So I think that's why she's probably mm-hmm. giving the appearance that I don't love everyone. So right, don't think right. that you can get comfortable in right. here, you know, but once you are in, you're in. Yeah. And oh. I think you kind of have to, you have to get in. I don't think she invites a lot of people in. I think mm-hmm. you have to be the oh, one who kind sure. of, Oh, for sure. You have to say, you definitely, with Malia, you have to make for the sure. first move. That is a Pisces trait that and I, I noticed. Right. It's like, yeah. a chase, you have to chase them a little bit. And for then sure. they won't leave your side. So it's a great Hands system. For down. me, because I'm an Aquarius, so I'm a natural, I'm naturally going to go after, mm. I'm a natural aggressor. So I'm always <laughs> like, mm, 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 Yes. Mm. No. Yep. My friend, well, if James, if you ever listen to this, James. James, if you don't listen to this, <laughs> friendship over. James I don't know Pisces. him, but I know everything about him. I know, about him. I know. Um, but he, the beginnings of our friendship was literally like 
me being like, hey, let's hang out. What you doing? I see ya. Like, it was like a mm-hmm. full year, year and a half of courting. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right. For sure. Amanda's also a Pisces, which we discussed a little okay. bit, but... We really didn't like each other. I had been told not to like her. She had been, I think she had been told that I was terrible too for whatever reason. And when we got to know each other, we were forced to be together because we were in the same class and we were sitting like next to each other, behind each other or something. And I just pretended to her face that none of those rumors had ever really happened. Mm. I pretended that I didn't know I was supposed to not like her. And I just, I just. Fake until I made it. In the sense, this is very common for me too. Is if I know someone hates me, but I'm forced to be in a scenario with them, I just I'm like, okay, you know what? For this hour, hour and a half, temporary fresh start, and then later when we're close, we'll rehash all of this darkness. Oh, it has worked to my benefit almost always. So when you're, so you're saying if you're Mm -hmm. with someone that know that you know doesn't like you, Mm -hmm. you're not confrontational in that way of like, you know what? Mm-mm. I really want to have this conversation with you and hash this out. Mm-mm. You rather get by than hash it out. Mm-hmm. When Very- I have something to work, when I know what's going on, Very I have to have more information before I can move forward. Mm-hmm. And I, well, same thing with the news or rumors, anything. Mm-hmm. I want to take some of what I hear and say, okay, this is interesting, but I'm not going to live my life based on this this Mm. stuff I've heard but when I if I had met Amanda and she had been actually terrible to my face and had been I don't really remember what the rumors were because it was in 10th grade but if we had actually if she had been anything less than a complete darling to me Mm -hmm. then I would have been like rumors are true confirmed (laughs) I will never talk to her again right but what happened I also try to give it more time than that too because again if we both know that bad things have been said about each other Mm -hmm. I know that the things that were said about me aren't fully true and it's not fair. So why would I believe that it's fair about her? But it's one thing, and I I just recently learned this about myself. I don't like to, um, if someone's upset with me, Mm -hmm. I can't sit on that. But this is upset, that means you probably knew them already. Right, but... That's different. I guess guess you're right. Like, I'm not going to walk up to... Someone that no, it it really just depends. If it was this you're different setting, than I am though. Yes, mm-hmm. if it was this setting and I had an opportunity to get to know mm-hmm. them and say, you know, this is going to be really uncomfortable for me, but I feel like there's some things that I maybe don't understand mm-hmm. and I need mm-hmm. some clarity because I can't do the awkward like, oh, I know something and I mm-hmm. think I should not like you and you don't. I, ugh, mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't. For- do that. For me, a lot of it is, I believe that about you, because I think that's definitely true. My situation, I think part of it comes from being a middle child Mm -hmm. and being in the middle of things a lot, and that instinct to sort of want to heal things all the time. I always want to heal things. And the idea that I'm sure nobody knows the truth about me. I always Mm. feel like, I carry that with me all the time, whether for bad or for good, Mm. I'm always like... Nobody really knows me. Into adulthood, this is still something that I carry. I don't think about it all the time. It's just most of the things that I do are out of this Enneagram. belief, right? What's your Enneagram? Allegedly, it's a two, but I don't know. I, I only took it once. But that's also, again, this is like comes from trauma. It comes from experience. It comes from whatever. And I believe the world... Aquarians are notorious for us, too, that nobody mm. understands them because we're all, we're completely weird. We don't make any sense, Y'all are and we're awesome really different. Stuff. The ones that are we're like a like, whole other. You've met Ray. Like we're, we're all like, up here. Y'all doing? We just don't. Else. We just don't live on the same planet as a lot of other people. <laughs> when I meet people, I just the idea that they 
already have a decision about me is my biggest. It ter- it terrifies me. Mm. And whether it's good or bad, because I'm like, if it's good, I'm like, oh, I have to make sure you know I'm full of dirt. And if it's mm. bad, I'm like, you have to know that I'm full of light. I want mm. people to know that they're, the truth well, is neither thing. So, this well, is, again. This is, <laughs> what I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> my eyes are like, oh. <laughs> but there's, there's so much to that because you would think, mm-hmm. Well, okay, the first thing that comes to mind is whatever their truth is about you isn't mm-hmm. the truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't know know you. But I want them to they... know that I know that they don't know me. But and but, I want them to know me. But you're also have trying to, to alter what mm-hmm. they think mm-hmm. they know about you. So with Back to Amanda. <laughs> like, when I was in high school, that was such a big part of it was that I said, let's proceed as if, not as if nothing has happened, but we had not had enough direct interaction or direct conflict mm-hmm. for me to even try to correct it. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to proceed as, as <laughs> business as usual. Right. And then over time, this way she can see a testament to my character. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I was while we're in like social studies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever class social was. Social studies. I don't know what class it was. Wow. But. After a while, I started, like, aggressing, like, let's hang out, let's spend time together. I think we have, we figured out that all those rumors and stuff weren't worth the conflict. Like, it wasn't worth discussing. But a lot of situations where I had a conflict, I didn't ignore it. I just Mm -hmm. sort of proceed as if it didn't exist. And then I confront it. You know, again, sometimes it's not worth the confrontation. Mm. And a lot of times it is. Mm. Also, as an adult, I can't believe the things that we did to each other as kids based on what we didn't know was going on in our families. Like, there's no way that I could have known all the things I know now Mm -hmm. about other people or being in in all these different therapy groups and stuff and hearing all the things people say about what's going on behind closed doors in their house. And then we go to school and we treat each other like garbage. It's... Bullying isn't so bad because of the person-to-person interaction. Bullying is worse because of what people bring what people have at home and, like, what's going on. Not necessarily at home. It might be, like, you got molested when you were 11 years old at a swim class. Like, I don't know. Right. And you're not going to tell me that when I'm, you know, talking trash about you on LiveJournal. You're not going to be like, hey, by the way, I was molested when I was 11 and this hurts my feelings. Yeah. You're not going to do that. Right. But it's crazy that's what we were doing and we didn't even realize it. So shout out to anyone I hurt in high school. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, so there's a lot of – so we know each other from work. Yeah. Um, And – What's your sign? Virgo. Hey. Who run the world? Um, all the important. <laughs> I'm telling you this because. We talked about Virgos in the last episode too. Good. And I said they seem like really normal, stable people until, oh, you, until, you, until you get up close. You always say that. Yeah, it's because you're crazy. Well, the positives are. So many positives. The most successful celebrities and. Name them. Beyonce. Okay, that's all we need to know. That's it. Um, I just, yeah, I'm really proud of that. I don't think there's any other sign I would want to be. That's a great, th- I love that, sign pride. Yeah. It's not going to change my life. Do but you I, think? I'm glad I'm not like, well, I won't bash any others, but I'm like, I, I, mm. can, take, I can take pride in this. Mm-hmm. Do there's I think? a bunch I'd rather not be. Correct. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm right on, I've said this before too, I'm right, I'm the first day of Aquarius. If I had been mm. born any sooner, it would have been a Capricorn. Which I would have loved. For me to be a Capricorn or you? No, for you. <laughs> I mean, you would have like... The problem... The yeah. Box. I love oh. Capricorn, but I, the idea of being one to me is so stressful. 
what happens in their heads, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Versus, yeah, I feel they, like being an Aquarius, I'm like on another planet and it's where I want to live. I don't think they feel like it's a lot. I think they just operate at that energy so that high. That seems so intense. I don't think they know how to <laughs> know any other space. No, nobody knows how to know any other space. So that's I think, a good that's true. That's true. Yeah. So that's, but yeah. But be cool. Love your Virgo. 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 two, wing one. What does wing one mean? Wing one is reformer, so... It's helper is wing... Is two? Two. Two is a helper. Yes. Helper reformer. Right. You want to repair the world. Yeah. Who repair the world? Right. <laughs> Essentially. It's a lot going on. Well, and you went to school for... Theater! I went to school for... Musical theater or theater theater? Theater theater. Um, went to school for theater performance studies at KSU, Kennesaw State. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. How, I was gonna face. say hoot hoot. I don't no, know. I mean, I was because they're owls, right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, no longer doing that, but um, tell they, me why. You know, there's. I think there's a <laughs> there's a lot of reasons. Um, anyone who is pursuing that field, it is very. You really, and I tell my mom this all the time because she asks pretty much every day why I've like decided to step mm-hmm. away from it. Number one. And I'm sure a lot of different degrees can say this, but school is very different in the real world when it comes to that profession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And not to say that the program doesn't necessarily build you, because it does. It crushes you down. It basically rips you down to shreds, and you feel like nothing every day, and then they build you back up. Um, but it is... You have to really have a tough skin, you have to literally die for your art. You have mm-hmm. to maybe, you know, live with six people and eat every other day and, you know, go to random cities for auditions and be in the room with people for five minutes. And, you know, like you mm-hmm. really have to get used to, um, well, it's very humbling. I'll tell you that. But you have to get used to rejection and used to like, you may think you're hot shit, but you're really not. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a long lifetime of that. And it's a lot. It's a lot. And I think I overestimated how ready and prepared I was for a profession like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's one thing to enjoy acting or singing or performing. But when you realize it's your 24-7 career, you're like, okay, maybe I'm not ready. And it's it's so interesting now looking back. I... I feel like I crave stability and being grounded so much that it's so mm-hmm. interesting that I would find myself in a field that produces no stability whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I found I feel like I found a lot of peace walking away from it. It's mm-hmm. just so weird when you're on a track to do something specific and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, I don't want to be a part of this world, but, like, where do I go? It's so weird. Mm-hmm. For you, so it, didn't, it doesn't seem like it was even... Uh huh, maybe this isn't for me. It feels, just because I've only known you mm-hmm. since you have not been, it feels mm-hmm. like a whole other door. Like, you were like, okay, I'm closing this. It, it was, was a like whole, a... It was sincerely a whole other chapter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I, I try to keep myself open to whatever life may turn out mm-hmm. to be because I never want to say, oh, I'll never do that again because I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to um, act like that wasn't like a chapter or like, but... um yeah, it feels like two, and it definitely was faith-wise for sure, like mm. two distinct people. Um, and sometimes I shit on myself for that, and I can't. Like, you're just a, <laughs> like, you're a different person, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? That doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're better or worse, but it is, like, definitely two 
completely different stages mm-hmm. for sure. How has how did going to school for performing or performing mm-hmm. as a in your youth, I suppose? <laughs> well, how did that so how did that set you up for what you're doing now or how does that impact your life? How does that impact mm-hmm. the jobs that you are interested in? Mm-hmm. Since you're you were prepared for this, you were built for this. And then if you slam that door, you're still there. So yeah. what how does performing and having a performing background play into the person that you are yeah. at work, not necessarily as like a human being. At, okay, at work. I not, mean, you're still human life. being at work. But yeah, at work. Specifically at work, um, it's interesting, specifically being in bridal, I'll say, mm-hmm. going from a stylist to management. I think the good thing about, there's a lot of good things you mm-hmm. gain from being underneath a like, performance umbrella in any mm-hmm. sort. <laughs> not, not to be like, you just learn how to fake it, but you really learn that you just push through a little bit harder through things, mm-hmm. I feel like. You don't really, like, a lot of things that you don't want to do are uncomfortable as far as when it comes to work. You get very used to doing things. Okay, let me back it up. Mm -hmm. When it comes to interacting with people, if something is uncomfortable or you are in a space where you maybe don't want to interact with someone or you're really exhausted or your Mm -hmm. energy is completely drained from working with someone, you are a little bit more capable of working through that because maybe you've been in a show with people that no one literally likes you or Mm. you are going to classes for a full day and then you're going to rehearsal three to 11 like you just learn to keep pushing and keep pushing yeah you get very much tunnel vision and being afraid to speak or being afraid to address awkward things becomes just like secondary like Mm -hmm. it's just like Okay, yeah, I can tell that this mom really doesn't think I know what I'm doing, but mm. guess what? Like, we're just going to keep going. Right. Um, so I'll say in that respect, you get really comfortable when you don't know something. You make it work. Mm-hmm. You try to come up with something very quickly. You just, if you're uncomfortable, you just keep pushing through it. But I think that's just a mantra for my life. Mm-hmm. But I think for sure with theater, you really don't, like, you can't, oh God. You don't have time to be uncomfortable, is right. what I'll say. And that translates to work, relationships, mm. Mm, notes. Mm. It's interesting that you would say you don't have time to be uncomfortable because I would mm. say that a lot of people are listening. Oh, maybe okay. Myself included. Listeners. The idea that, so maybe you're at another crossroads. We don't have to talk For about sure. that now, but we can talk about it. Sure. And again, I can you can cut it off. Ah. We'll have a five the, idea that, the idea <laughs> that in situations, situationally, yes. you're when you're uncomfortable, you just kind of drive through. Yes. What happens when you're at this next crossroads? Mm-hmm. So say, that's the thing I don't think that gets addressed a ton is, mm-hmm. so, okay, you had this crossroads and you were like, I can either continue pursuing this thing that's going to kill me or I can just step away from it. So you close the door. Mm -hmm. Now you're on this other path. Mm -hmm. Now there's another door that says you can keep going on this path and it'll be fine forever. Fine. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily thrilling, not enriching. Fine. Or you can go off to another direction. Something else. Yeah. That's an uncomfortable place because, again, now you're in a place where, I don't know. I don't even think it's like you don't have to do any work because you're still having... It's a sure. lot of work to get through a day where you're not sure. excited about it. It's a different type of work. Different type of work. Different type of so work. So it's not going to necessarily actively kill you, but it mm-hmm. might make your life less mm-hmm. of an exciting thing to look back on. Not No, I mean, I think it, it can kill you in a different way, for okay. sure. Okay. So if it's not maybe killing you 
on a basic level of needs, mm-hmm. let's say pursuing acting and like, I think, and I think with just pursuing any type of, um, field where you are performing, you just have to be okay with it. Right. If you're not okay that that's your lifestyle, I think that's when it starts to become Mm -hmm. detrimental to your health. But in general, yeah, you're going to be missing out on some basic needs. But I Mm -hmm. think when it comes to, yeah, uh, certain professions or places in life, it can emotionally kill you too. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like, I'm bored or I'm withdrawn or boredom sucks. Boredom, it really does. Or I'm uninterested like Mm -hmm. I would say there was probably maybe three six months well okay that's really dramatic maybe three (laughs) a solid three where I'm like I'm just really apathetic and I don't that's not a word I use a lot Mm -hmm. like I have opinion about mostly everything but in that way it can slowly like drain you and kill you in that way where you're like because pieces of you are falling off like entire layers of you are you're just like apathy is tough because same thing with, like, if you start getting angry all the time. Yeah. It's, like, any... It takes it's, away from who you are, I guess. I, yeah, mm-hmm. and I... Yeah, that answers that. So there's, like, Does two types of... I don't know. It's, like, two types know. of yeah. discomfort. So you're saying, like, situationally push... And I think small-scale pushing through discomfort is easy for you. Because you're, like, small it's not a choice. You're going to you're going to push through discomfort. Yes, it's, it's my instinct. Instinct to push through discomfort. It's my okay. instinct. But, yeah, there we go. (laughs) But the footnote to that is pushing through does not necessarily mean handling or experiencing Mm -hmm. or tackling Mm -hmm. or processing. Mm -hmm. It just literally means I see the objective, we're going to go. Mm -hmm. There's no like, that's the best way to describe that. That's very Virgo of you. That what you just said is every Virgo I know. I see it. I like it. I want it. Was it Ariana Grande? (laughs) I got it. it. Yeah, It's like that, except for now. Okay, so now the Mm -hmm. other parts, say you've pushed through all this stuff. At some point, you have to deal deal with all of those things that you pushed through. Yeah. So how do you deal? Okay, so your, for Mm. example, your blog, your Instagram, The Bright Side with Bryn. Yeah. Same thing when I told people it was called Equal Cheerfulness. They're like, Mm. oh, so it's like a positivity podcast. And I was like, Like, no. (laughs) I think saying the bright side means that there is a dark side. Saying that there is a bright side means that brightness is something you're bringing. Same thing, Equal Cheerfulness. Actually, the whole line is something to the effect of um, whether whether I am... Whether I come into myself now or in a million mm. years with equal cheerfulness, I can wait. Mm. You know, and the mm. idea is no matter what's going to go on, no matter what's happening, I accept that this is where I am and I'm going to have the best attitude I can with what I'm equipped to have. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily like equal cheerfulness it's does not, like, that. It means, all the time. it means that I, I'm a work in progress forever and Correct. it's okay and I'm going to keep on bringing the parts of me that I can and have a good attitude when I can and right. heal the world as best as as much as it is up to me. Yes. You know? So, what's up with Brightside? <laughs> yeah, Bright, Brightside has been on a huge pause, if you hadn't noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad that I'm doing this today. Okay. I feel like that'll ignite some things. Yeah, I love ignition. Um, I think now that I, we're about to get into the, like, halfway mark of the year, mm-hmm. almost, mm-hmm. depending on when you post this, this is May 20th. 30th. Yeah, almost. Happy birthday, Brown Chandler. Go ahead. (laughs) About to to be at our six month mark. Really, this six months of this year, just 
giving you perspective this mm-hmm. year I was like there's three things I want to focus on my health um career slash purpose mm. and my finances hey yeah last year was not those things so it was completely <laughs> last different. year was spend money no no but get it off was, work Gosh. it was it, eat trash yeah <laughs> but no it was um what was it last year I think last year was spiritual growth or faith personal development which I I think I killed that category mm-hmm. and then there was one other obviously I must have not addressed that one but <laughs> what I say that to say I've really been trying to hone in on the career or purpose aspect mm-hmm. and although I don't necessarily feel like I have a hundred percent grasp on the purpose part at least I'm getting closer to what I want to do mm-hmm. and I feel like maybe my mission maybe the things that are important to me as far as a career not just a hobby but Mm -hmm. I felt for me it's very hard for me to um work on several things at the same time Mm -hmm. I've noticed like Mm -hmm. if I'm working on my health I'm just working on my health and I have to go 100% at that so it was very hard for me to be able to sit down and write for a blog when I'm like I literally don't know what the heck I'm doing for Mm -hmm. my nine to five every day in and out Mm -hmm. like yes it's one thing to have a hobby and to want to express yourself and really talk about the things you want to talk about and those things are important but to me it's like an extra on top of the big thing that Mm -hmm. should be supplemental to the big thing or Mm -hmm. the core thing um that's probably why when you're working on personal development Bright side with Bryn fit right in. To have a blog to say, I'm reflecting on this. Yeah. Your goal Shifting. is purpose and, like, career development. Mm-hmm. What happens there is now you're focusing on something that's that you have to listen harder to get to. 100%. Because personal development takes a lot of work. <sighs> but it's something that you can, everything you do every day, you can look and be like, okay, that was a bad reaction. I guess I shouldn't be working with blah, blah, blah. You know, yes. there's there's a lot of things you can look at throughout the day versus when you're talking about purpose, it's like meditation, oh prayer, gosh. focus. It's a hot mess. It's it's so intense. And I, yeah. and I think because we confuse a lot our things that make us excited and enthusiastic with purpose, it's sometimes even harder when you're yes. really trying to figure it out where is that long-term gonna this is what I stay alive for mm-hmm. thing and how do I yeah have a job also oh, and on top of that it's yeah a, it's a, and when I think it's a lot of rhetoric around purpose and your mm-hmm. mission mm-hmm. and are you on track to doing you know specifically in the Christian world are you doing what God has set out for you to mm-hmm. do and don't miss it and don't waste your time mm-hmm. and it's just it's a lot of rhetoric around it and some it's not like this all the time either. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a lot for sure. Um, but you did you it. ever read Man's Search for Meaning? Sorry, I interrupted you. No, keep going. Go ahead. That's it. So Man's Search for Meaning. I'm gonna grab it. Real yeah. Quick. So this book, Man's Search for Meaning, uh-huh. is written by Viktor Frankl, and it was written oh, from his time told, in the. Yeah, yeah I've you I've told, told everybody about, about this. No, book. No, I know, but I feel like it would be um, something I would enjoy. Yeah, it's a. Uh, he went through Auschwitz, and he was mm-hmm. in the camps, in mm-hmm. concentration camps, as a Jew. Before he processing all of this, even though he was a psychotherapist, he didn't really understand purpose until he was in there. And that's not to say that everyone needs to go through something traumatic, obviously. I think so. Well, then speak to that. I I, love that idea. Well, I mean, I think at least I've learned through my friendships or the people that I'm drawn to or the people that I feel like I've built lasting friendships with Mm -hmm. are people that have a little, you know, a little story, a little backstory. And Mm -hmm. they're not just... You know, 
not to say they have a dark outlook on life or like they've just been, you know, homeless and beat around, mm-hmm. but you understand suffering or you understand a little bit of struggle and pain. And I think that is usually insight. I, I think usually a little bit insightful to um, what you're called to do. I don't know if those necessarily go hand in hand or caused by each other, but I think um, it certainly points you in a better direction when you've mm-hmm, suffered a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? Right. Cause you understand what's important Correct. to you. I Correct. think that's what most of this book is about is when he was in the camps, uh, what stuck out as what he would remember mm-hmm. and what he would look back on and where he found value in his day to day when he was stripped of everything else right. was his memories of his wife. Uh, there's mm-hmm. something in this book that says something to the effect of, whether she was dead or alive didn't matter. All that mattered that she had existed at all, mm. which is my that's I one of my favorite parts. Tell me that. Yeah, because it's so heartbreaking to me. It's crazy. Like, th- but that idea is true. It it's is. like that I had had a relationship with this person that I knew that they were alive, that I knew them in real life. Their their existence was so valued mm. valuable to me that it gave my life purpose. Mm. And then in that in the camps, he finds that same sort of thread of purpose in communicating with other people and saying like why do you think this is happening? Not necessarily their answers, but the fact that they're connecting in the same space and that they're sharing and going back and forth. It's interesting. It's a lot. That book is freaking sick. He's a, <laughs> he's like, sick. it's just sick because in, in all of this, he's still like, there is hope. And it doesn't matter if he had died in the camps. It doesn't matter yeah. if he survived to write the book. At the end of the day, what matters is that he existed at all. The same thing. And that... Jeez. He, that is next level yeah. of profound, though. I mean, it takes a, I right. Mean, obviously, it takes right. a, a lot to get to that point, but that that's really next level. Right. I think it's important to keep it around. Uh, uh, it just makes me feel less lonely in life. I don't know. It's just For those of who you don't know, there's Shrek playing on mute <laughs> in the background. And I don't actually remember this part. Oh, what's the marriage part? Can I just say, I love this. This is so good. I'm so glad we're doing this. I'm very nervous about it. Why? So that's something I wanted to talk to you about too, real quick. So the idea of like performing, even being recorded to me is, this is one Mm -hmm. of the things that I'm the most afraid of. So... Uh, I don't want to say like leadershipy, but I'm so much like we got let's, a team. Like let's, let's go get team. It going. Yeah, yes. I'm very much like a camp counselor. I think it's probably the mm-hmm. best way to describe my personality yeah, in general. I would say so. Yeah, yes. I think I think camp counselor is my personality, and it, that identity shatters when I'm confronted with myself. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> this, I think people just oh you're fearless. You, I tell James this all the time, and I remember talking about this in therapy too. I was like. I don't understand how I did what I did then because I feel so much more of an anxious and self-aware person now than I was then. And obviously you're younger, your brain is still Mm -hmm. developing, but it's still scary. Mm -hmm. But when you get in an environment where you have to do it, also Mm -hmm. theater and film is very different. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole nother ball game. But Mm -hmm. when you have five classes, you know, in a semester and three of them involve you getting up in front of the class every day, you just... You're mm-hmm. like, well, here I am. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm prepared. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I think I'm killing it. Maybe I don't. Either way, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to have to get up in front of class and do something. Mm-hmm. You just get into a habit of like, yeah, I, I really, I, I will never forget. I'm pretty confident junior year and I had a musical theater class 
like a performance art class. It was a lot of heavy, like you had to come up with just some thoughtful stuff all the time. A lot of it I did not want to do, mm-hmm. but you just have to push through it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm less nervous or I'm less uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think it's just when you get in the habit of doing the uncomfortable stuff, you're like, well, plenty of times, plenty of times I've been in classes where, you know, it's your time to perform a song. And I've seen people storm out of classrooms because they were like, I literally feel like trash. I can't do this. And would leave and be like, okay, well, next. Who else is performing today? And even that environment, I still don't feel like my skin was thick. Do you, how's your relationship to evaluations now? So you're, because I would argue you're probably a perfectionist Mm -hmm. in most ways. Most things. Most ways. Exposure to criticism Mm -hmm. is probably, they're not going to tell you something you haven't told yourself. Right. So what's your relationship to being evaluated? What's your relationship to criticism? Do you it's, find you're looking for more criticism? This can be in therapy too because the, you know, oh, when the well, therapist is evaluating you. Because yeah. in adulthood, you're not getting that, you're not getting graded the same way. So No, yeah. but I, I just remember last year having my evaluation um, just with work and I... I think that was tougher because I thought I was trying so hard and it still wasn't matching up to what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Where usually I go into a situation and I'm like, I already know it's horrible, so let's load it up. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to hear all the And junk. it couldn't be as bad as you had already decided it was. No, no, not the evaluation yeah. at work. That obviously was different. different. That's like Devil Wears Prada where she's like, I'm trying so hard. And yeah. he's like, you're not trying, you're whining. Correct. That's kind of what happened That's at your evaluation that. last year. Correct. Yeah, the, that I have never seen myself and actually performed so differently, like where you are not mm-hmm. matching up. But in therapy or in, in any other situation, I expect more mm-hmm. and I'm going to continue to put more on. Yes, I'm open to it only in the way of like, I just need you to affirm that I'm doing horrible and I am horrible. <laughs> right, right. Like, that's... So you're, you're open to negative affirmation. Yes, because it's just... But a, you're probably usually wrong about though. Correct. That's probably wrong. But I'm always, I'm like, yep, just give me more. I already know. I'm not doing anything Mm -hmm. right. And I think that goes hand in hand with theater too. Like you, you're not going to get a hundred. Something's not going to be right. Well, and it's their job to not give you a hundred. It is the responsibility of any leader to not tell you that you're done. Perfect. Because you're not done. No one's ever done. We're not done. No. We have a whole lifetime to cook away. Sometimes you'd be busting your behind though and it's still Mm -hmm. like, and this that doesn't feel it? good. Yeah, no. that feels bad. It does feel that, bad. That's one of the questions. This segues into oh, okay. the the topic of relationships because this is one of the... <laughs> th- this question is worded a little differently, but I think it's the same idea of high expectations. Oh, You have gosh. very... I would say one of the things I noticed Kate. first about you, this is in your posture, in your dress, the things you choose to purchase at the store. Oh, gosh. Because you have extremely high standards, and your standards even in are, what I'm shopping for. Oh, everything you do, but wow. that's something that I notice because when I see a character trait that is like, oh, this is how she's shopping. This is probably how she lives her life. I'm suddenly like, oh no, what I'm gonna just pay attention to a brand, and it was true. It how was like, do you, wait, you gotta give me. I'm some, an Aquarius, yo. This is just me, what I'm. Lo- this is how I look at the world. B, C, I mean, this is so long ago because but like, I feel like I shop <laughs> leisurely. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Really, nothing is leisure for well, you. Well, the last you thing- don't do leisure. I don't think. I think even if you did leisure, it's like 
You're a Virgo. There's no leisure. The way I people do anything is how you do everything. That's a quote by somebody. I don't know. That, no, was. that is true. The way you do anything is the way that you do everything. Is very true. So, so anyway. The so question, and this has to do with, the thing is, because you're not the same kind of perfectionist as I am. You're different. Mm, mm-hmm. This is what would happen in college. Okay. I was an English major, so all of my right. classes, I was required to write several several drafts. Right. I had a conversation with almost all of my pre- professors, especially in the English department, that I wasn't going to be able to turn in any drafts. I said, I will give you the most basic outline, and I will give you a final draft, and nothing in between. And they were like, mm, and I said, I can't. the idea of yeah, you grading not. my garbage makes me feel like I, I, I won't I be able to function. It. it was It was panic-inducing, so instead of letting myself oh, be panicked no. all the time, I just had the conversation. So that's where my confrontation comes in because it's for the it's for the greater good. You know? I, but then if they graded my paper and I got a C never happened. Obviously. Uh, it's not in English. Shout in every out to anything else. Shout out <laughs> to my C. college self who saw that Hope Scholarship and did not take it for granted for a second. Okay. I said it's mm, not a game. They're gonna let me go to college for free when I shouldn't have even gotten into college. Okay, we're Let's doing milk this. this. Right. I was serious. But yeah. I also said I have Shout to do to it my Hope. way or I'm never gonna I'm never going to make it. I also talked my C, biology, C into a B. Oh, good. You're welcome, Kate. I mean, I have to give grace to my, my past self for all the mistakes she made, but you she worked, was, you she did not. Yourself. Oh, my gosh. And I'm so proud of her. But the point is, yeah. a different kind of perfectionist. Yeah, I couldn't that. see people see the mess. You tend to be a little bit more, it's just, you just have really high standards and really high expectations mm-hmm. and for everyone and also for yourself. Yeah. So my question. You see my rough draft. Like. Yeah. See, you're, expect- but you say, this is my rough draft versus I would be like. Um, I didn't. I didn't mean to, to give this to you. It's like not. It's fine. You don't. Yeah. Have, don't read it. Well, you don't read it. It's like, a that's, rough draft. But my but rough draft. Maybe because I'm is, like used to the give me all the criticism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like I don't want you to see what's going on. Where did your need for high standards come from? I have and no, okay. Where did your need for high standards come from? And also, what? How does your need for high standards impact your love life? I don't know. What first popped into my mind was. I realized probably young school was something that I could actually control and do well at mm-hmm. um, quicker, but that's just school. So I'm like, what about high standards for other... I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I'm like, I don't feel pressure from like mom or parents to mm-hmm. necessarily have high standards, mm-hmm. not like, oh, you got to be, let's, come on. Like, I never felt that, but it, it's it's got, you know what, let me, let, as I talk through it, I'm sure it's in yeah. there. I'm yeah, yeah. sure it's there. Maybe it comes from, like, I think it maybe comes from going back to the perfect perfectionistic um, thing <laughs> is, well, if I hold myself up to a high standard and I'm doing all the right things all the time no one can come for me and say Mm -hmm. that I'm not good or say that I'm not better or trying because I'm because I'm good and I'm trying yeah like where is the mess right where is the problem where is the evidence where's the evidence prove to me I didn't do it right because I know I'm I know that I'm trying to uh, avoid that Listening to you helps me understand my sister better. Oh, Literally, she's a Virgo, and this... Okay. I thought this was just a you thing, but this is exactly what it... Shantae like, is I can a Virgo. Hear her. I'm... Shout out to Shantae. All right, Shantae. Love of my... Holla at your girl. But I haven't heard her explain this, she, but she's saying... She, all the stuff that you're saying right now, 
sounds like my sister, but not in words I've ever heard her use. The idea mm. that, like, if I am good, if I am trying, they can't come for me. Like, it's... Because she's always yeah. warrior, protective, yes. but not necessarily aggressive. Yeah. She, which it's was a, little aggressive. Yes. Biter. But now, yes. as an adult, she still is very armored. She wants to be, like... Uh, surrounded by artistic, mm. loving, heavy gratitude. Like, she's all about gratitude. So she's drawn to people like that, but mm. her nature is protective, yeah. warrior, spirit. It's um, it's maternal. That's a Virgo trait. It's very maternal. I think so. Like, mama bear, though. But I think, yeah, I think the high standards is probably a defense mechanism of, like, well, if I am doing what I need to be doing at all times, then no one can attack me. Like, no mm-hmm. one can think less of me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I'm doing what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Defense mechanisms can serve us really well in, in our lives though, and mm-hmm. not just a negative way. Uh, yeah, in therapy, we talk a lot about maladaptive behavior. So things mm-hmm. that we did that protected us as children right. that we still hang on to, even though they're not they helpful anymore. anymore. Um, and it's about how do you make that just an adaptive behavior instead of maladaptive. Uh, the result is still helpful. The idea that yes. you have high standards has probably protected you from a lot of garbage and trash. Well, you but has also kept you out of yeah. probably relationships, out of out of situations that where you could have gotten a little messy and gotten something out of that. As you know, well. you weren't in the magic school bus, you know, yeah. you're like not going for these rides through the human body. You're like, certainly not. I'll stay here and take notes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> certainly right. not. Okay. But no, I think that's a good, that's a good point. I think because I'm like, well, I'm, I'm doing all that I need to do. So mm-hmm. why aren't you? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if I'm going to set this bar for me, then yeah, you can either mm-hmm. come up or bye. Because your standards for other people's relationships are really high too. Ones you're not even in. You, you that's, that's you're that like, tunis, though, you're like that radio show host for sure about other people's relationships. You're not piping in, but once someone invites you in, you're like, "All right, I have." I'm to, just gonna say, I have to be better about, and I have learned just from last year, personal, personal development, development, something. And you can tell me if this is true with your type two. Every time I say type two, I always feel like it's diabetes. But it's, it's type two enneagram. Type two enneagram. You wanting to insert your help. When it's not asked for. Oh. I only ever want to help people, especially yes. when they don't want it. And Mine is, if if I see somebody hurting. Obstacle. But I don't want to tell them. I want to fix it. Yeah. So my, uh, so yes and no. Yes But and part no. of that is I don't want them to know that. I don't necessarily want credit for the things that I have done. Mm-hmm. And I want all the credit for the things that I have then done. That's definitely a two. That's. Two and trauma. Those are the two yes. things. That's they both come together. But you're a two one or a two three. I don't know. Gotta be a three. What's three? Because you're not perfectionistic. Well, well, you are. But it's, though. but it's but it's not the good and this bad. Is why, this is why the personality. Any you personality hate them all. test. No, I don't. I love them all. Yeah. This is the problem though, is that they don't cover everything. So <laughs> it's like I am a two, and also. Yeah, but that's I'm myself. Why, you know, that's like talking about, talking about like a, astrology and stuff. You are so your all these things with the But I am a hard ENFJ. I'm definitely ENFJ. Okay. I definitely think the type two is accurate. Some of it is not who I am. It's trauma. Some of it. Well, yeah. You know, but that's normal. I think. Or too. when what you're are healthy or not. You know, it's really hard. I've had to multiple times already this year say, you know what? I don't know what's best. I, and it's very hard for me to say that. Like, I don't know what's best. And you know what? 
what I care about other people's relationships and personal lives has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. You just have to back away. It doesn't matter. And that's very hard for me to just be like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I guess I'll just sit over here not meddling mm-hmm. with anything. Like, it feels very weird mm-hmm. to let people do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, I try not to. I really do. <laughs> I, I really, mm-hmm. one specific friendship, you know who you are. I have held hard, and we we just had a really strong conversation about it, but I have made it, actually a couple relationships now that I think of it, I've really been like, you know what, I'm I'm not going to participate, because it has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually not in the relationship, so you should just actually fall back in your rightful place. Mm-hmm. So it's hard, though. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. But the high standards, oh yeah. I don't really know what other way to do things. I could afford to back off, but I think... I also didn't know, learning through therapy, I am um, all or nothing all the time, mm-hmm. so I don't really know how to operate in the middle. So if you say, okay, well... That's the biggest difference between the two of us, other than all the other differences, you know? Right. But yeah. that, um, I think, uh, as far as the way we operate, because like, yeah. if we're both twos and we both are, in a lot of ways, I think really similar and like mm-hmm. really connected, that's the biggest difference, because I don't even see black and white i only like i live in gray so i have no idea when someone's like it's good or bad i'm like what are those what is good i don't know i don't believe in either thing which makes it really honestly really difficult because for Mm. me to be sure of things ever yeah because i'm like but there's so many other ways that this is i can't i'm in my other aquarian dimension (laughs) right you be in another galaxy yep but i i don't know what it is i think Oh, so what I'm all saying is that yeah. it all or nothing mm-hmm. with my growth, with my friendships, mm-hmm. like too, too quick. Just the other day I was talking to my mom and I'm like, yep, okay, well, if they want to go, they can go. Like if that's, <laughs> if they don't want to, you know, if you don't want to be here, then don't be here. Like, oh, well, why don't you sit in the spot of like, well, maybe you're just struggling. Like maybe you mm-hmm. just need to have a difficult conversation. Maybe you, no, it's just you're in or you're out or, mm. um, so if you're saying, okay, well, when it comes to relationships, don't have high standards, I'm like, okay, expect nothing from anyone. Right. So you can't, there's yeah. not like a... Like just be, because I've definitely been mm-hmm. in the zero area where I'm like, I'm just, I don't want anything. Is that a reaction to there not being a lot of success from having such high standards? Yeah. Yeah. Like being like, this is the working then. <laughs> Screw it. I'll go the opposite direction. Instead yeah. of being like, let me take two steps back. No. I'm like, right. well, I'll just be open everywhere. <laughs> open for business all the time. Come on over. Pretty much. Right. And it's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like the high has probably worked more as far as protecting myself sure, and not having sure, the sure. drama. Yeah. That's so, probably true. It's like, which extreme do you want? Probably the one where I'm not a mess, right? Yeah, a mess. How are you going to, I mean, (laughs) to not be super lonely forever? Not that you would be lonely by yourself, but you have expressed that you like want a relationship. I know. You would love it. No, it's not sad. It just, it is. It's just what you want, you know, and that's okay. How can you take a few steps back instead of necessarily compromising your high standards, right. but not expecting but so know, much from everybody? Why are they high? Like, what makes so them that, high? Right. Well, like that I, they're not... Like, like... Nobody can live up to that. Really? Depends on what you say is high standards. That's what I'm saying. Like... So... Uh, let's get into it. Okay. 
So, for example, <laughs> I'm not going to go in depth on my relationship, but comparatively in all the relationships I've had, I've every love story I've had, which is, I don't know how many you're supposed to have in a lifetime. I don't know how many is too many. Definitely no every love story I've had has been so dramatic. Even some of the ones that didn't really end up happening have mm-hmm. been so dramatic, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. All of them were like... They started out with this crazy love story, and one of them I moved across the country just to be closer to him, and my high school boyfriend, literally, when he asked me to prom, had roses fall down my, like, when I opened my bedroom door, those rose petals fell. It was, we were in high school, and he did this. Yeah. It was, like, every romance I have had has been a, I would say, romance. A true romance. I could write a book about every single one of them, and I always feel like I'm not supposed to have loved them as much as I did after it's over, because I'm, like... But then looking back, I'm, that was a, it's crazy. Mm. Even the one who gave, yeah. even the one well, who impregnated somebody else while I, we were dating. That's a whole. That love story, even though I have trashed that story so much, it was fun and it was great and it was stupid and who cares? And I doesn't, I have been really mean to myself because I let myself in these situations mm. where people have done things. Yeah. But also I did it. And because I'm a, by nature, mm-hmm. I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. By nature, I write these stories while they're happening. So I've made things more dramatic than they were. I have made my romances. I have manifested so much romance in my life. I love that. Not that I've made it up in my head. No, I have just, just made it happen. I have made these stories more dramatic than they were. And I see them in a really particular way. Mm-hmm. And, and I have not had any standards for romance. I have not had a single, mm-hmm. at any point was I like, he has to have a job or he has to be a good man or he has to have no children. There was never any like, I never set up what I expected from a person that I was in a relationship mm-hmm. with. Yeah. yeah. So all of my relationships, I had honestly no standards. And what mm-hmm. that led to was me looking for the story I wanted for myself, mm-hmm. which was a grand adventure. Always. Always an adventure. Yeah. I think it also for you, because there's no expectation there there's not a lot of room for you to be disappointed or for you to force it to be something Mm -hmm. you're just letting it be what it is but like any relationship there's plenty of room for hurt and there's plenty of room for the so all the relationships have also had a terrible sure you know they were not together obviously right they didn't always end well and with jonathan even there are i can't i don't know how he happened because if i had high standards he would live up to them but i don't really have any standards but he would still meet them because he is he meets everyone else's standards if i tell people i'm very proud of who jonathan is Mm. because of the way i can explain him to people but i'm also proud of him because i just like when I'm next to him, I feel at peace. Mm. And I couldn't have known that that's what I was looking for. And everyone's like, you have to learn to love yourself before you can love someone else. But in my experience, having somebody who loves you no matter what can help you love yourself. So I don't, I definitely don't believe There's that a lot of it. little one liners. Yeah, I'm like, mm, nah. in my experience, what has helped me love myself is knowing that there's somebody who loves me no matter what and I have to deal with it. If I if I respect this person, then I have to accept that I'm loved. And whether I like it or not, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And it's just for existing, just being the person I am. So do I feel that? No. But do but, I act like I feel it? Yeah, because it's my responsibility. Because this person I respect loves me. Right. No and matter it's, what. It's true. It's I think, yeah, you know, stay tuned on the high standards thing. We'll We'll see what comes of it. It's very hard for me to not go into things without a plan. And I think that's what's Ooh. halted me from deciding when, hey, when something doesn't work for you, you can transition to something else, whether that's career, 
friendships right. or relationships and not know exactly what is the next stepping mm-hmm. point. So if mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, I'm just out here dating, but I don't really expect anything. I'm just kind of not expect anything like I'm just taking whatever, but like I'm not looking for something like, no, I don't want to date someone with kids. Mm-hmm. I, you do need to have a job. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't get why I can't want that. You can want it, you know. Yeah, you definitely can. Like that's not high to me. You should love Jesus. <laughs> if you want to be with me, right, 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 right. Maybe for someone else, different. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't. Are those high these days? Like, wow. Well, right now in the world, we expect more from our partner than we have ever expected from them in ever. I don't think that means that that's crazy. Sure. I think that's just true. So the world hasn't necessarily adjusted to what we expect from our partner because if you have flaws... Certainly. So does your person. Certainly. Whoever they are out there. Certainly. So how do you... But where do you... Where but do you, where is the difference between this is what I'm looking for versus this is what I forgive you for doing? You know, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I could talk all day about the standards bit. I'm like, am I literally just supposed to date anyone and anything that breathes and moves? Like, I don't know. Definitely not. How are you going to find these people, though? How do you find people to date you just hop on these apps girl is that true though <laughs> um I, this is a real question it works for some does it work for you um ish mm. kind of where's your what if you find work do you get to meet people and go on dates with them and then i don't know make out uh definitely not make out. out but yeah you can go not a lot mm. we don't even get to that step that's so that's my question is like <laughs> If you're going to just text rando people, why don't you just ask for random strangers numbers and be like, can I just text you a few times just to make myself feel better? Like, you're, you're not going to meet these people. You're suggesting I do this? I'm saying anybody. I don't understand. If you're not, what are you doing? If I'm on here, now I do expect you to ask me out pretty soon after you're messaging me. That's what I'm looking for. Because I don't see you're the just, point you're in just, texting. Yeah. Like maybe three, like three day max. Like if we're not even setting up something, we're not about to be pen pals. Like that's, <laughs> that's what we won't do. Cause it's a waste of time. You don't have time for that. And it just makes me feel like, well, you could talk to anyone. Yeah. It don't have that's to what I'm saying. You could literally text a stranger and it would give you the same satisfaction. Like well, you could flirt with people you don't know all any, anybody just be like, Hey, can I have your phone number? I want to text you for three days and never talk to you again. Correct. There's a, like, there's a lot of games being played. A yeah, why? Things. Well, protect, I guess, protecting themselves. I guess they bored. Like, literally, just yesterday, <laughs> shout out to this guy, but uh, messaging back and forth, and um, he was like, okay, so what are you looking for? I was like, oh, I'm just looking to date, see where it leads. And I was like, what about you? And he's just like, sex. I don't really have time to be sitting in front of someone mm-hmm. getting to know them. I'm like, well, good luck. He's like, yep, always. <laughs> so it's just, some people... Or just playing mm-hmm. the game. Some people um, don't really know what they're looking for. I, That's I mean, good that he just told you straight up, though. Most of them do. Yeah. Or they'll have it in their bio. Just, like, or they'll be porn- they say, pornography. Like, that one you matched. Girl, <laughs> not yes. matched. That was on Twitter. No, no, that's right. <laughs> it was, like, literal pornography. Yeah, no, I mean, th- I will say, as sad as it is, guys have definitely been more... Um, forthcoming about what they want and they'll just present it like Mm -hmm. here you go babe take it or leave it like Mm -hmm. me and my girlfriend looking for someone 
just looking for sex, oh. recruiting for porn, <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever, recruiting for whatever porn. it is, they are very straight down to it, mm-hmm. which saves time. Yeah. But if you're if you are really looking for something quality filled, it's 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 slim pickings, or maybe maybe I'm just just gotta. That doesn't seem like a high standards thing. That just seems like that's the world, and that's very confusing. Is it confusing, though, if they're telling you what they want? No, that's not confusing. The confusing thing is, where are all the rest of the people who are like, I'm looking for... Just a relationship? Somebody, yeah. I'm not in my corner. I don't know. You tell me. I know, I've been trying to get you married for a long time, hey. and I just don't know who that is. So you see my predicament. Yeah, because if somebody's saying, like, I'm just looking for sex, that's fine. Because if that's what they're doing, that's what they're on there, they're, they're, it's obviously it's it's like a consensual situation, because you would only match them if you're like... Yeah, this right. looks like an all right situation. Right. But if you're actually looking for a relationship, I don't know where you're supposed to find that because that doesn't seem like that's really what's prominent. I mean, in... I guess you just wait or die alone or you <laughs> you you get by. Like, you yeah. just get by like, well, it'll happen and then when it does, it does and you just enjoy your life until then kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um stupid stuff that's not really important me if, if it's me it's like a 10 question lineup and <laughs> all right okay okay because you can mm-hmm. only find out so much through what they say right so it's like i don't really know you until i get in front of you and see your behavior because mm-hmm. you can say whatever mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah guys mm-hmm. we'll see mm-hmm. i'm a still a spring chicken for now <laughs> So. Ready, take two. Oh. Today's episode. <laughs> take two. Wait, I think I have to take two. Today's episode is brought to you by LaCroix or LaCroix or however you want to say it. This is America. Raise hell, praise Dale. Doesn't matter. It's fake French. Anyways, drink LaCroix. It's for people that don't like water but still need hydration. This episode is in no way actually brought to you by LaCroix. We just really like it. We're, they're not paying us at all. Like at all. Like, like at all. Like not even a little bit. Okay, well, let's, one of my questions here is, okay, what specifically do you think is going to happen to you when you die? Oh, specifically? First of all, do you think you know how you're going to die? Do I think do I have, know how do you have, like, I'm going yeah, to die? Yeah, do you have, like, a... I have not given that much thought, but I... I do you have any, like, instinct or I, premonitions? Uh, no, and I, you know, I have a lot of friends that are very aware in that way. I've never been... Uh, thank God, because God <laughs> knows that I am not ready for it. But I don't have much um, interaction with spirits and ghosts. ghosts I don't have any of that and I don't want that <laughs> as I look to the ceiling like Jesus <laughs> don't don't put that in my life but my intuition I feel like is getting stronger but mm-hmm. I don't I'm I have no do I know I always I always I'm like a hypochondriac so mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be you know related mm-hmm. to some illness which is just me being scared you know so you wait you grew up in New Orleans right yeah how long did you live there uh, till I was 12. And you never saw, like, a ghost or anything? No. Oh, my gosh. It is a pretty haunted city. That's what I'm saying. But I think, I think the ghosts maybe probably feel differently towards you from when you live there. Oh, versus okay. Versus you they're like me. Because <laughs> they're not worried about you being there because you're from there. They're like, oh. versus, uh, but if you're from some, you know, Yankee Correct. coming through, they're probably like, get out of our city. Correct. Um, I, 
Yeah, I never, I never had a scare, and also I just don't play with that kind of stuff. Right, not the I'm occult. Not, You're not into occult. No, I'm yeah. not seeking out cemeteries and Ouija boards <laughs> and all that. Like I'm not, not welcoming it in. Um, yeah, I can no, see that. I've never. I don't know. I've never given thought of how, um, which is a great question, um, and I won't spend any more time thinking about it. Great, but perfect. As far as. Um, what do I think exactly is gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Ooh, you can. This isn't just because it's recording doesn't mean it's set in stone. Like if in three years you're like, you know, I think it's gonna be a different chemical makeup. I think that blah, blah, blah. for sure. Like, I think for now, um, I think there's gonna be definitely this. Uh, at least from the like you dying to like going wherever your mm-hmm. body's gonna go. It's probably from what I feel like it's gonna be. It's probably not going to feel very different as as far as the transition like i in my mind for some reason i feel like there's going to be a lag between wait is this it like oh okay i i'm passing like i'm moving on it won't feel like this huge oh i'm dead now like i'm mm-hmm. i'm just blasted into heaven mm-hmm. you know um so i think it's going to be really probably scary at first because it's this huge like mm-hmm. letting like oh like everything's mm-hmm. over but I don't I don't think it'll be um I think it'll be sad in the way that like oh you really just don't realize like life is so rewarding but mm-hmm. but at the same time I think it'll be peaceful in the way that oh thank god this chapter is over <laughs> because it's 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 you know life is hard it's mm-hmm. it's hard and it's it's supposed to be mm-hmm. but it'll be nice to be in a different chapter and whatever that looks like because then that life will be so different I don't mm-hmm. know I don't know if I'm gonna be like I'm very excited to meet Jesus um I don't know mm-hmm. what that's gonna be like anytime I think of it I think of if the sun is blazing real hard I'm like dang is that how Jesus is in heaven when you're like I can see you, but it's really hard to look. I can't look at you. Like, it's a lot of light. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be, like, a physical light he's going to... Yeah, so do you think he is going to look like a person to you? Are you looking like a person in this scenario? I imagine myself to look like me, but, like, at a hundo. Like, perfect. <laughs> okay. Like, anything... Mm-hmm. I don't, but I... Yeah. But I don't necessarily... Yeah, like, I think I'm... I think I'm still going to have a body, mm-hmm. um, but it's I'm not going to be under any of the actual laws of having a body, obviously. Like, you mm-hmm. don't need to go to the bathroom, you know, or mm-hmm. probably don't bleed. You definitely don't cry. Mm-hmm. Like, none of that. So, I don't know. Do you think that's temporary? Do you think there's, like, another place where at some point you are, like, formless? Or do you think that you go from being human body to ethereal body Ooh. and that's just it or is there because you said chapter so like yeah there's probably not just two chapters so what i think there's certain I think what were you doing before you were born to shoot was it like a recycling system not reincarnation but is it like you were heaven baby angel human <laughs> baby. angel bringing back some knowledge do you think you have knowledge you have memories of all your life do you become formless at some point? You think of this idea of guardian angels mm-hmm. and angels looking after people. I think that you can definitely level up and then yeah, 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 maybe yeah. get put in a position where the mm-hmm. Lord's like, okay, well, this is your... Like, I think we definitely still have roles and responsibilities. You still think there's work. I like that. I okay, definitely cool. still think there's work. Now, is it going to be... I don't think it's going to be um, work like work here, but I definitely think there'll be 
mm-hmm. roles and things you need mm-hmm. to do. It may maybe, but I don't. When I say like we're gonna still be a human body, mm-hmm. I think that you can still bump around and move even though you still have a form to you. Does that make mm-hmm, sense? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, maybe of I maybe I still am a guardian angel just looking like this. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just I'm not in the same laws of this human stuff. So maybe I can walk through walls. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Do you think that is for your benefit so that you can understand yourself? What would be the purpose of having a body? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I just feel like if know, there's no function to it, right? But I think. Oh, what happened? Text message. Oh, no, turn it off. I think with being, I think God just being a creator. Like, mm-hmm. why not? <laughs> So much of life on on Earth to mm-hmm. me is like, why not? Yeah, why would like, we have a platypus? Why why yeah, not? Like, why can't we? Why not you have your body just because it's creative? Mm-hmm. Just to have mm-hmm. a, a spirit that's cool too. Because it's not but, all science; it's art too. Yeah, right. Like, why design. not? You yeah. know, the things that I created about you, I I still want to keep those around. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't know. Like, I don't feel like he would just be like, okay, well. And who knows? He might. We can have this conversation when we when I get there. But what <laughs> we'll discuss this. Well, we'll <laughs> footnote. We will put a put a, put a what do you call it? A pin in that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. If he took this time to create you, mm-hmm. I don't know if he would be interested in like scrapping it and just mm-hmm. being like, you'll be the color yellow now. Mm-hmm. You know, which is still creative, but like mm-hmm. now, as far as what he's gonna look like, no idea, none. Have you ever seen the movie What Dreams May Come? It has Cuba Gooding Jr. Robin Williams. Yes, in it. that is such a good it's movie. My favorite thing because my mom used to tell me so, when I was little really that heaven sad. is whatever we imagine it. So like, the, mm-hmm. if we want to see people, they're gonna be there. If we want to, you know. And I was always like, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. that sounds great. Mm-hmm. And then, but my favorite part in that movie is when Robin Williams says his character is like, "Where's God in all of this?" Because they're in heaven. And he's like, where's God in all of this? And Cuba Gooding Jr. says, he's out, he's up there somewhere shouting down that he loves us. And it's crazy and Mm. cool to me that he's like, there's got to be something even above the heaven that he's in then. Mm. Because why wouldn't he be able to, you know, Mm. it's, but that idea that you're not done, there's still more work. There's still something to do. I definitely I like love that idea. I, yeah, I mean, you just really, there's a lot of things unanswered. I wish we did have Mm -hmm. some, but. I don't, I don't know, but I don't think, I wonder if you would experience joy. You think you would still experience emotions? I don't know. Positive or negative? I don't think they're emotions anymore. Mm. Because, well, the thing is, my feeling too is like, there's no way we have any actual clue what's going on in general. Mm -hmm. And I think people who are like hardcore, all science, for you to think you have any understanding of what's going on with consciousness is also absurd. Yeah. So even if you master it and you're like, it's just happening because the chemicals in our brain do that, but Why? And it's not enough to just say it is. It, I think it's like, yeah. it's our adventure to to think about it. Mm. But I don't remember what I was saying before that. No, I mean. Just, oh, the emotions and. Yeah. I don't think, think that we know what's, what it's going to I be. I think we'll have a lot more disconnect from, I don't think there's any connection to what is happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the worlds are happening at the same time. So I think, I just don't think there's like sadness or joy. But I do think that there probably are ghosts in real life and demon I know there's demons. Yeah. I have definitely I'm not trying to know seen that a demon. Demons, but but I, I know that if demons. those things exist, then there has to be something between Correct. Here and there. So it's like Halloween Town. Yeah. <laughs> right? The light version of Halloween Town. Right, right. Halloween Town 
white. Two. Uh, All of ours were binge. Exact. To be exact. Because <laughs> that's where it really gets like, what? what? Yeah. I think that there is something other than emotion, though. I think there's a whole other mm. thing. So it's not going to be categorized as like joy, happiness, sadness. I think mm. there is. Dang, you uh, know what? We wouldn't get hungry. No, there's nothing. You mm. want not. You, you want, want for, for not. nothing. Yeah, that's the whole point is that you have. But you do have, I think, like you said, work mm. and responsibilities yeah. and there's still roles. So there's still. Well, because just like the, the spiritual mm-hmm. demonic world is still alive and active. Right. So kingdom and, you know, light and eternity mm-hmm. in heaven has to be right there with it. So mm-hmm. us thinking we're just going to take a back seat besides worshiping. That's still a, a huge part of mm-hmm. getting not getting into heaven, but being in heaven is you're going to be worshiping a lot too. Like not even a lot. Like that's the bulk of it. (laughs) Like, so just as much as the demonic underworld, dark world, whatever you want to call it, is still going to be pumping. Well, just because you upgraded to Jesus up, you know, Jesus level doesn't mean that you're just going to take a back seat Mm -hmm. and there's nothing left to do. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It'd be so fun though. I hope. If I ever have to interact with someone, I hope they think it's fun. Because <laughs> the Lord knows not to bring any spirits my way. Because I, I don't need any anything to push me off the edge. <laughs> I don't need a single thing. Um, how do you think your being like a black woman in America... Oh, when Grace. you a wonderful Yeah, segue. but this is... Well, I'm going into <laughs> the idea of like when you die yeah. and your spirit, spirit brin, what do you think all that would have been for like whether it was struggles or like Mm. joy you get or your personal experience like what do you think it was all for Mm. what that's heavy yeah you don't have to answer it (laughs) no I mean it's a good question because we when we all experience things that are not favorable Mm -hmm, or things mm -hmm. that we rather skip Mm -hmm. you know we always are looking for that um silver lining to it Mm -hmm. um and a lot of things we don't have answers to until we are united with him so Mm -hmm. it's that's it's hard for me to answer that in that respect because I mean there's a, a lot of stuff I don't have clarity on mm-hmm. besides the fact of oh well it's serving some greater good you know or you mm-hmm. feel like it's supposed to happen this way to develop this thing or to come in contact with this person or mm-hmm. to I don't know I I wish I knew because there's a lot of I, and I wish I had that to offer mm-hmm. to other people too when mm-hmm. they're experiencing dark experiences that there's really not a lot of like I mean there's things going on all over the world not even all over the world here yeah that we're in the city of Atlanta alone is probably horrifying that we don't really have much feedback or any insightful Mm -hmm. information to give other than this was supposed to happen because this thing is going to happen to you mm -hmm, later mm -hmm, down the mm -hmm. line that's the only hope we can offer each other Mm -hmm. but um I I don't know specifics I I do think sometimes because God is so creative and so specific, you know, one little change, what would that look like, you know, mm-hmm. or why do I need this experience at this time, mm-hmm. you know, but there's not a lot of insight. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, I've literally spent time like praying about just any, you know, anything that I felt that has been difficult for me. Like, why is it this, not even why me? Cause I, mm-hmm. it's not that, it's not that it's just why at all. You know what I mean? Right, right, sure. Like, I don't, I don't quite understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. Does your experience in like seeing oppression and 
um, or seeing anything that's darkness, whether it's in the world or in the city of Atlanta or whatever. Jeez. How does that uh, does that impact your faith at all? Do you like how do you ex- how do you experience the world in relationship to God? As most with like hard stuff, not necessarily like joyful things, but oh, with hard stuff and in conjunction yeah. with being black, or just just. All the, yeah. All of it. Yeah, all of it. How do you, uh, how do you experience, how does seeing things that are awful happen? Mm. It can be to you too. I'm not sure how much hard stuff you've been through. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's plenty, but I mean like, I don't know if you don't have to talk about it by yourself, but you can. How does, all the things that you've gone through, how do you reconcile that and how does that speak to, how does, where does God, where is God in all of that for you? You know, that's a really good question because- Mm -hmm specifically and and I think the therapist that I go to is Christian based okay so she's there to help and offer Mm -hmm. that if needed but that's not all she does sure so that's I'm saying that to say when I'm bringing my mess to her or struggles Mm -hmm. and challenges that I've had with her at least I'm the answer to this is I'm still reconciling it because I don't understand a lot of the pain that is associated with certain things and I don't understand um why we do have to go through certain things mm-hmm. I really don't mm-hmm. so if I am you know exp- uh experiencing anxiety or if I'm going through a hard situation or I have a friend that's going through a hard situation and I'm gonna get emotional about this because it's it's very difficult to understand why we have to feel pain and I don't Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think he's like you feel pain you suffer but it's like oh I don't I I I don't get it and Mm -hmm. I'm sure at the same time Jesus is like I do though right (laughs) like I do get it yeah what I mean yeah but what that what that says um about my faith, man, it's tough. Like, I will have prayers where I feel like I'm just cussing up a storm. Like, I don't get it. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I, I love that. I try to be... I'm a, glad you're saying that. That's what... This yeah. is one of those important things to me is that you have... You... I wouldn't say you're an open book. I would say you I try to keep it stay, one though. Yeah, you are yeah. incredibly authentic, though. And for you always are saying this. Like, you're like, we're not doing so well right now. Me and just are not... We're, we're not doing well right now. Well, I mean... Because it's... You... It's a relationship and you're not taking that lightly. You're like, no, this is... We're having some problems. I mean... <laughs> I, I think the more I, like, speak to it, too, mm-hmm. I feel a lot better about it because mm-hmm. I'm like... It's not a secret. It's right, Just right. because I'm not talking about it doesn't right. mean it's a secret to the person that it matters to. So sure, I'm like, sure, sure. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not failing you. I'm mm-hmm. really not. And Mm -hmm. let me tell you why I'm not. Like, Mm -hmm. not too long ago, I've just had prayers where I'm like, I'm not excited to come to your word. I'm not excited to spend time with you. Mm -hmm. So we need to have a discussion on what's going on. And I need you to kind like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm literally talking at him at this point. But I'm like, I really need you to come into my heart and really Mm -hmm. figure out what's happening. Because there's me trying to pretend that I am further along in this journey or me trying to pretend like I'm okay. Like that, I think that's the biggest thing. I always want to acknowledge with him that, no, I'm not okay where this is. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't like that I'm frustrated Mm -hmm. with you. I don't like that I'm uh, apathetic about spending, still to this day, like spending Mm -hmm. time with Mm -hmm. you. I want that to change, but... 
you you and I uh, like I'm talking like we're in this like he's in the room he is in the room but like I'm like you you've <laughs> got to open my eyes you got to open my heart you have to shift something because now mm-hmm. I'm at a spot where there's I think it comes with maturing in your faith mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I cannot explain mm-hmm. or just um give a one line verse answer to mm-hmm. or oh you're not in that you know frothy bubble where it's just like I'm like, oh, you know, Jesus is great all the time, and I love him, and everything is so easy, and I'm hearing from him. No, you're gonna, you're gonna mm-hmm. go if you're. I think if you're maturing in your faith, you're gonna have seasons where, no, you really, it's just you and Jesus all the time, and it's hard and gritty, and you don't have answers for things, mm-hmm. and you're doing all the things you need to be doing, and it's still tough, mm-hmm. or um, you know, you have to work a little bit harder to have that intimacy with him to have Mm -hmm. that clarity from him and I I would certainly say I'm in that space where it's not just okay well you know I'm just feeling so just warm inside all the time because I know Jesus like no 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 you gotta step up a little Mm -hmm. bit if you really want this um I just I just feel like I'm I'm definitely having growing pains in the way of like you, me just knowing Jesus is not enough anymore. Like, just mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I know I'm saved. Like, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. For me to really feel like I'm growing and united with him, I need to actively be spending time with him and actually getting to know him. Mm-hmm. Not just what he's done for me or not just what, um, like, makes me feel good to know that, oh, well, when this is all over, I get a fast track ticket to heaven like Mm -hmm. it's it's so beyond that and i think in the hard spaces that it's interesting how when you get in the hard spaces you're like oh shoot i really need jesus i thought we were like a Mm one since day one no i like i really need it now Mm -hmm. so i don't know if that answers that that was kind of like a roundabout answer Mm -hmm. but no me and my faith and when i struggle i struggle i struggle just like everyone else but Mm -hmm. i have a different person on my side Mm -hmm. you know but it's it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not easy. What? So when? And this is, I'm just gonna keep on rolling through it too. I just feel like I'm like no, I all love of my therapy it. sessions. I'm, I always leave feeling like two percent more crazy and one percent like just I don't know. I got it out. <laughs> right, I got it out. But she probably does not understand anything I'm saying. So I'm not. I'm not. This is not a political podcast. Let me make that very clear. You know, I'm really privileged that I don't necessarily have to talk about my political beliefs. I came from a family where my dad, to this day, won't tell me who he votes for because he wants me to be able to make my own. Ever since I was little, he's like, "I want you to make your own decisions." First of all, privilege that I get to vote, and I'm grateful for it. But it's a big privilege that that every vote doesn't affect me. Mm -hmm. Not it doesn't because I'm still white and I'm Mm -hmm. still cute. I know. <laughs> I'm not, I I'm just being serious. Like it really is. But I do want to hear a little bit about just because, I and I would that. say you're not hard political, but you no. definitely bring it to Instagram every now and then. Like yeah, I gotta give a little shout out. Just, and sometimes the things I hear other people being like, Christians Love are this, this way. Love Christians this. hate babies. Christians want to keep all Mexican yeah. children out of America. Oh my gosh. And then you, as a person who, I, I, I mean, people know you as a Christian. How interesting to me, because your perspective is different than the what I think people see all the time. Right. How do you think you 
bring those two things together? Like, how do they... Yes. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. I was having a conversation um, just the other night with um, some of the managers. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just going to segue right into it. We were talking mm-hmm. about abortion. And I feel like we should... And I said this too. I was like, I feel like we should be able to have conversations with different opinions and that not be something to be afraid totally. of. Because sure, sure, sure. Especially if you respect me like, and I respect mm-hmm. you, there's going to be differences no matter what. doesn't even have to just be politically. Like, mm-hmm. you can live lead a different life completely. But I think there is a, like, poster child Christian and what you're supposed to believe and do. And then I think there's, like, the actual middle where there's certain things, at least for me, where I'm like still trying to understand how I should believe, not based on what someone else told me, but backing it up with the word and actually conversations with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I'm Christian, but I I don't think I'm textbook. I don't think I'm Fox news. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where I'm Do you think Fox news is? I think that's what, I, is that what I think that's what they would like people to think? Right, okay, yeah, sure. I would. I think that's I think right. I think that's the mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the okay. You're Christian. You are pro life. You are pro uh, small government. You're pro gun, and you are pro America all day and pro wealth. <laughs> that's what I think. Mm. Poster child. What is. do you think Jesus is pro? I think Jesus is pro people. Number one, okay, um, and not just a certain type of person, right? Louder. So you don't think he just likes white people? No, <laughs> you know Jesus is not white. I'm confused. Contrary to popular, Wait, I thought belief. Jesus was white I mean, this whole time. I was really oh, sure he was goodness. like a hot white guy. Y- you know, like that's... Jude Law. Exactly right. <laughs> no, it's I don't like I don't I don't get why we are even wanting to water down Jesus to like. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't understand how we've gotten to the point where we're now using, or not now, we've always used it, Christianity mm-hmm. as something to back up poor decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, well, Jesus wouldn't support, like, I don't know. Sometimes I think we do a lot of talking for Jesus too. Like, sometimes we misspeak and mm-hmm. try to put things under a certain umbrella of like, oh, well, this verse said that, so... No immigrants. Like, whoa, where do we get, like, where is this segue coming from? Yeah. But I do think, yeah. I the think, next verse is literally, like, the Good Samaritan, and he's not from here, and helps, you know, it's, yeah, like, Yeah, or, like, let's, let's be with lepers and prostitutes, and I think there's, you know, you can believe whatever you want to believe, for sure, but I think, yeah, because you wear the hat of being Christian, you somehow have to assimilate and agree with, you, it's, it's just that extreme, like, you mm-hmm. have to be all the way left or all the way right. Um, so for me, and and I I think this comes from being a theater major too, like you really had zero time to be ignorant. Like Mm -hmm. if you were ignorant, you were so ostracized. You cannot. That's a beautiful thing about theater. You can't sit here and feel like your way is the only way you will quickly be executed. (laughs) (laughs) You really will. Like, what are you saying? You don't support trans people. What are you saying? You don't support gay. Like Mm -hmm. you need to be encouraging and open to everything even if you don't support it right you just that's just how you have to be right because how are you going to hear anyone if you're you know how are you going to see anyone if your eyes are closed so for me that's not i don't want to say that because i don't want blind people to feel but but i mean that emotional eyes yeah and even even with jesus like jesus is not forcing us to love him that Mm -hmm. that's my perspective he is always calling you he's always bringing you to him but it's not 
it's never not a choice. If he's mm-hmm. forcing you to love him, that's that's not love. You know what it's I mean? Abuse. Correct. So why <laughs> why should we take that? Why will we exhibit that anywhere else? Specifically, coming down to abortion, you know, I've had conversations with left wing, right wing, what everybody in between. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I try to sit and listen to specifically the opposite side because I think sure. that's the uh-huh. most insightful. Right, right, right. You know, if I'm just surrounded by people yeah. who always think the same as me, well, then yeah, I'm not going to. Really you're definitely going to be right. That yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to grow. That's not, yeah, there's no growth in just being right. All you the know, time. I think, um, I think sometimes we don't think for ourselves is what I'm getting mm-hmm. to. I think we will use Christianity as like a blanket and not sit around and actually want to know, well, why are certain people thinking this, uh, thinking this way about something mm-hmm. or what is there something I'm missing to this story? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's abortion, immigrants, like, uh, <laughs> let's not, let's, let's a, let's think for ourselves, <laughs> But also, I'm I'm not with forcing other people to believe what you believe. That's what mm-hmm. I'm not into. I'm not into that. It's an invitation. Like a lesson, a conversation. That's what it's, it's a relationship. Yeah. Um, every, like, I'm not yeah. going to, like, are we really, I don't know. Some things I don't get. Immigration, like, are we, are we, we really think this is okay? Like, where, are we, are we, <laughs> like, we're using Christianity for that too? I love New Orleans and then Nashville. And then Santa Cruz, California, probably. You can just say Noog. N-O-O-G. This is the Coconut Monkey. Oh, okay. So just to switch subjects, because that was a pretty intense talk. We could honestly continue talking about that. Sure, it's your podcast. I know. Well, we're... We have over two hours of material now. Okay, so that's enough. So we're gonna... like people don't know me, but okay. No, we can... Well, that's the weird thing. So with Amanda, I've known her since high school, but I was so nervous. I couldn't get myself out until almost towards the end. It took me so long to get through myself because mm. I was like, oh, they're, now they're going to hear me. They're going to know everything that I said this one thing. That's how I feel about everything. Same, but... That's my number one biggest fear is that people hear me say one thing and mm-hmm. like... In this day and age, though, like that's going to be the biggest issue with me having a podcast. If more than 15 people listen to it, I'm going to be like, they think that... This happened with LiveJournal, though, when I was I in know, high school. You think people are going to think... They're going to misinterpret what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. I got I got so bullied out of it. I just deleted it. This is like yeah, years of they're work. They're not going to do that on podcast. Years of work. Well, and I don't even care if they do it now because now what's in this? Okay, so you're gonna pick a oh. question, <laughs> and we can always add new questions. So that's the other part. <laughs> if you don't like the question, you can just pick a new one. What is something you love? Wait, Read that it people I... wouldn't expect of you. Oh, oh, done. What does it say? Hang Done, on. I think. What is something you... No, what is something you love that people wouldn't expect of you? So if you're like, oh, my Wait. favorite show is oh, Bunny Ranch. Oh, I see. I understand. <laughs> Kitty's like, what? I know. She's, she's what pissed. is something I love that people don't expect... Oh, hello. <laughs> you can definitely go there. Not 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 listening. Definitely not going on the podcast. I'll tell you that when we, uh, uh, when we sign off. Okay, um, good. But I'll tell you the um, appropriate answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the movie Coraline, which I've shared. You I love You do. You Coraline. love Coraline. I could probably watch it once a week. I don't know why. It's mm-hmm. very calming to me. Well, I don't think people would expect that. I never would have guessed that you like that movie. I only okay. know that because you've said that. Because I've said it. That what I like is it. it about Coraline that you are so, like, you know, soothed by? I have no idea. Other mother. Well, I love hearing Dakota Fanning's voice. I think oh, I yeah. And I love the world that she's in. It's very rainy. It's mm-hmm. lonely. 
and um, she is just this independent character, but she's so bold, but the things going on around her are so weird, and um, it's, I mean, it has a great through line of basically just be grateful for what you have, essentially, mm-hmm. but she gets mixed yeah, <laughs> essentially, but she just gets mixed up in all these interesting neighbors, and the illustration is very interesting. Yeah, it's and, crazy. Um, Terry, I think Terry Hatcher is the mom in it, and just the way things are drawn. But I think I really like the environment of the mm-hmm. world a lot. It's so, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, James Earl Jones, like there's so, this is a weird mix of people in mm-hmm. it. But I, I really like, it. and I like the music. Mm-hmm. I really love this. This, do you remember the um, there's a show on Nickelodeon, Temples? Somewhere. Oh yeah, this yeah. is what this reminds me of for some reason. It's from the place called the Crab Shack on Tybee Island. <laughs> Adult superlative. Yeah, what would you Ooh. give yourself? Why does it say adult? Because you're an adult. You're a human. Not like sexual superlative. Okay. No. I read a really good thing on the Virgo bingo um, <laughs> that I saw on... Is that an Instagram? Yes. It's the CoStar app, the astrology app, but it gives mm. a bingo. And I, I'll read yours too. It's really like, see if it's accurate or not. But I would say there was one good phrase and it was like, either making something better or really making it worse. <laughs> so I would say most likely to do that. Because I'm 2019. Gonna, 2019. <laughs> I'm either really killing it or I'm making... And I wouldn't even say worse. I would just say making it more complicated. Mm-hmm. I like to overcomplicate. Most likely to simplify and or overcomplicate 2019. Correct. Okay, cool. I'm always in that balance. I love that. I mean, I don't, but I do, because it's funny. Wait, am I asking you things, too? You, it depends on what the question is. I don't, I already, that big, one is easy, because I'm friendliest. Big one or little one? Pick the little one. Okay. Fave Robin Williams scene? You, <laughs> would, you would have this. You yeah. love Robin Williams. I know, I do. I really enjoy him as the genie. Yeah. Just a voice acting to be that... That animated. Oh my gosh. And you believe he's the genie. Yeah. You're sure he's the he's, genie. There is no other genie. Sorry, Will Smith. Yeah, he's but good for you. But good, also, good for him. Why is he... I, I have a little... Questions okay. that need answers. Real, real quick, mm-hmm. and maybe this isn't fair, but I'm going to say... Mm-hmm. So, Christina Kwan, mm-hmm. she's Asian. Mm-hmm. And she sort of has brought up several times that uh-huh. she... Part of what she loved about Crazy Rich Asians and Aquafina is Asians. that there's an alternative perspective and representation of what an Asian person is. Correct. I started realizing how little representation there was for Asian Asian people. It's Hello. so limited. Like, try to find a sexy Asian guy. Oh. Try. Honey, we can't you are even... not telling me anything new. No, it's like, crazy how there limited is it is. Fresh off the boat, there's all these Smart, super tech stereotypical... Oh, fresh oh. off the boat is like Mickey Rooney playing the Chinese man in... Correct. Uh, um, it's a Wonderful Life. Like stupid stuff horrifying you're either a geisha you're either techie nerd Mm -hmm. or you can't speak english and you're working at somebody's gas station or something stupid like it's very very Mm -hmm. limited Mm -hmm. correct she's absolutely right so i started thinking about this all the time because Mm -hmm. again that was never something i was crazy rich asians y'all don't understand that was monumental i was always looking for somebody who was sick like i i the only thing i'm looking for representation for that i don't have oh, is people who are sick I and see. Um, a lot of it too is i grew up with somebody who had muscular dystrophy so anytime there's somebody who has any kind of handicap that is represented i'm amazed i'm mm-hmm. like oh good good mm-hmm. this is great and it doesn't always have to be like 
the end of the world. But yeah. that's why that movie version of The Fault in Our Stars was so important because she's yes. like dying. There's a lot of movies now. Yeah, and that's great. Now. But still, not a lot of sexy Asian men. Because De- no. there's sexualized Asian women, yes. but not a lot of sexy Asian men. Correct. What was the point? What are, where is this going? What did I say? Um, you genie. Oh, yeah. So why is Will Smith playing the genie? Because I also got to say, well, Arabic men and women are not necessarily represented. Is the genie supposed to be black? That's my real question. And well, I'm not. I'm not. Ju- I'm literally asking. I well, if we're just following Disney, he is blue. So let's just start there. Right. And the first person to ever play him was a white actor. So at this point, I don't know if there was an intention for the genie. I know. He's a genie. I'm really just curious about the idea. Now, you know, when we, fan, pick, when we pick somebody you know, who plays... Like if you, like Aladdin, he needs to be straight out of the Middle East. Right. Sorry, and so is the... My concern is that in a place where we're being mindful of representation, is it enough for the genie to be black instead of like actually... Arabic. I, I, and I'm not, I'm actually, I no, don't, really I want to know. I'm, I'm not pressed. Um, I don't know, was, you're saying Christina was pressed because he's black? No, this is, she was talking about just generally she just a long time. She's not talking now. about oh. any Ar- I, Arabic I'm men. I'm more annoyed with him just because I just don't think he's the right fit. But it's nothing about him being black. I'm like, I don't really care who you put in there. Just let them be the right fit. Right. And I don't think he's necessarily the wrong fit, but I don't think he's the right fit. I guess Will Smith is a loud character. He's, you know, a very physical actor. Yeah. Um, it's probably good. I didn't see it. Um, you're not alone. I'll see it. But I didn't see it. But no, I don't. It does not bother me that he's not, uh, you know, Arabic. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't bother me. I'm a little worried it might bother me, but I don't have any right to be bothered by it. Is it bother? It, but when have we I ever just, learned that the genie is from Saudi Arabia? Like because well, we don't know where the lamp originated. That's the real thing. That's what I'm saying. But if the lamp is also from not Jafar, now if right. Jafar is out here, not being Will, Will Smith, Smith that, that would be it's like. Well, we don't know where Jafar is from either. But we... His name is Jafar. I thought we knew Jafar was straight out of the desert. He probably is straight out of the desert. Yeah. He's got to be somewhere up mm-hmm. in there. Okay, that's all I, had. I just okay. wanted to... Hmm. Well, <laughs> ain't nobody seeing it. I'm so sorry, Will Smith. Okay. He's done so many other things. He's he doing fine. It. He's got a great Instagram. People love his Instagram. <laughs> These questions. Who's your daddy? <laughs> that was the first one Amanda pulled. Not even daddy with a Z. No. Not your daddy. What? You can answer that however you want. <laughs> I don't know how to answer this. Trevor Noah is my current zaddy right oh, now. Oh, okay. Cool. It's mm. great. Who's your daddy? I don't know. I don't have one. I mean, I have a dad. I have a dad. You're not going to answer because that? Because I don't really, like, fantasize about... Well, luckily, you have a man, so yeah, you should be fantasizing about Jonathan isn't daddy. He's not, like, provided... But is he zaddy? Jonathan is, like... Jonathan's, like, a perfect 10 in all aspects of everything of to everything. me. everything. So it's not, like, uh... I think to have, like, a... There's <laughs> some kind of weird playfulness... But not, not, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But oh, Jonathan right. is not zaddy. Or Jonathan daddy. is everything. Jonathan's everything. Well, well golly gee. <laughs> I know. He ain't daddy or zaddy. No, he's like a whole, he's perfect. Just the way he is. Who slash what makes your belly laugh? Who gives you belly laughs? Callie is really funny. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. She's like, anytime that girl talks, I'm like, she's going to say something outrageous. I guess, I guess, oh, oh, wait, 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 it's coming to me, it's coming, oh, I know, 
I just started following this <laughs> dating coach on YouTube and Instagram, and her name is Actual Black Mermaid. And some of the stuff she says about dating, she's like, this the la the latest thing she said that made me really laugh. She is talking about how women feel like they have to cast spells on guys or use their feminine energy, and she's like, it's just really pathetic that you guys are thinking you need to do all this to get a guy and she's like and you're trying to impress the bartender at Applebee's like <laughs> she's like I don't get it and I love it that's be fun okay pick another okay. one I had to shake it up because those were all questions that oh yeah that's a great one what's in your fridge nothing because I don't <laughs> cook but um, you live alone I do live alone mm -hmm. uh, I don't know where <laughs> <laughs> fun fact um I don't like to cook so, mm -hmm. um, a lot of my meals are very quick. As of yesterday, I had a baked chicken. I have my sparkling water drinks. I have pudding, because that's my latest dessert that I like. Mm -hmm. I, have I like pudding, too. Strawberries, apples, oranges, and bananas right now. Mm. Heavy on that. Um, almond milk, eggs, turkey breasts, salmon. Keeping it lean. I'm trying to keep it as lean as possible. It's very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, I try not to buy fun stuff for me. I try to leave that for going out. Mm -hmm. And then some dark chocolate. Mm. I know. That's nice. I'm yeah, you. myself. Um, when I was in college, uh, Professor Dr. Katie Chable, my favorite professor shout of out. all time. Yeah, this major shout out. One. Also, when she gave me a copy of her book, it set, it's signed to my best and favorite student, Kate. So. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, she, she used to say, when you're creating a character, always try to imagine what's in their fridge. Because... That says a lot about the person. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I love that, actually. Mm -hmm. Me too. It was... I always think about that, too. When I meet new people, sometimes I try to imagine what's in their fridge. But you would think... Would you think I would have that in my fridge? I would think your fridge is probably not full of garbage. I would think it's probably, like, mostly organized. I would think that you don't keep your leftovers forever. I don't. Oh, my gosh. See, that's where we... That's I the really difference. don't. I'm I, I keep things there there's, till they're growing legs and moving off on their no. own. I hope they just disappear. I like want there to be a disappear function in the fridge that just takes the old things and just makes them go away. Jonathan is the opposite of me. Yeah. yeah. I, I will think that, like, pretty much once every week I'm asking my mom, is it okay to eat this? Like, always. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, my god. It's a thick one. Oh, I love this one. This uh, is one of my favorite interview questions. If oh, if you met your if your twelve year old self met you today, what what would you think of you? So if little baby Bryn, twelve year old baby Bryn, if little baby well, Bryn was meeting, because that's when I came out here. Oh, if little baby Bryn was meeting you, what would your reaction be to you? Well, I, wait, you're time traveling, kind of. I know my twelve year old self is sitting down and meeting me now. Yeah. Probably How does your 12-year-old... Oh, perfect. Okay. Probably. Cool. Probably, like, she doesn't like me, but she, but she somehow took the time to be here with me, um, and probably thinks she's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, I'm hanging out with someone older. She seems to have, like, her mm -hmm. life together. Mm-hmm. Once she found out it was you, once you found out you were you, what would well, your 12-year-old self ask you? Hold up. What would you want to know about yourself? As an adult, when you were little. Oh, man. You really need to scrap all that caring about what people think about you now. <laughs> Let's do that right now because it's not going to save you any time or energy. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and scrap that now. Go ahead and um, get real comfortable. Just 
being by yourself and making decisions on your own Mm -hmm. and not letting other people influence that. Like, really... I mean, I still think I did that early, but not early enough. (laughs) Like, just get real... Just get real comfortable. Really build up that worth. Build Mm -hmm. up that self-image. Start formulating that now. Stop feeling like you need to do... And I mean, you're 12, so obviously you want to impress... (laughs) people around you but yes i this is 25 talking to 12 right now yeah just man just try to enjoy yourself as much as possible but girl Mm -hmm. you're you're brilliant like chill out Mm -hmm. and just enjoy enjoy yourself and i would say that to myself now like Mm -hmm. you really gotta chill out like Mm -hmm. you're wasting a lot of time on stuff that's really not important what was the best thing you think your young self did for you today like what do you think the best choice that you made as a little little tyke doesn't have to be 12 it can be at any point like where you look back at your child self though and you're like thank you thank you for doing that oh well thank you thank you for really really valuing your education like really like is that cute it's cute like not not thinking that school was lame yeah that's awesome that's a great answer you know what i mean school is not lame school rules yeah like i never felt stupid or like lame for wanting to do well in school or raising my hand or wanting to perfect my cursive handwriting or whatever. like Education pride. Yeah, yeah that's great. I never felt that. I'm thankful that I applied myself and was never trying to slack off in that way. Like, it's mm-hmm. school. You, This is your only obligation right now. You should be able to do this Show well. up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Really do well. I love that. For sure. Do you know Harry Potter? Enough. Okay, well, I'll explain this one real quick. So it says, what is your Boggart? Oh. Boggart is in <gasps> oh, that thing. the thing in the cupboard. Yeah. And then it comes out as your biggest fear, essentially. But it's not necessarily your biggest I, fear. I, it's like a representation of your fear. I always think about that. Mm-hmm. Because, not I always think about that, but I when I remember watching that movie, you, you of course you put yourself in movies mm-hmm. and you think, like, what would it look like? I, I The most powerful, first of all, Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite out of all of them. <laughs> Shout out to that one. And I'm not even hardcore Harry Potter, but that is my favorite mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. And just, it was so, the answer to that question would probably be of me, literally, mm-hmm. like, when I, I really cannot think of anyone more harmful to myself than me. Mm-hmm. I really can't. And so mm-hmm. what that would probably look like is probably some visual image of me, like, beating myself to death or something. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, some some image of me physically doing some harm because I don't know if you could, if I could, when you, I don't know how this Boggart works as far as <laughs> what it will show you and what yeah. it won't. But just like with Sirius, how he saw himself as a werewolf, right? Well, Remus Lupin sees, when he looks at it, he sees a moon, just the moon. Mm. And it doesn't, so it doesn't say he's a werewolf. But it shows him, him when he what he's afraid of yeah. is himself hurting other people. Okay. It doesn't say that. But you but see, he it. sees this is what turns me into the thing I hate. Correct. This is what turns me into the thing that compromises all of my values. This right. is the thing that turns me that in a, in the books it's a little more clear because later well, it's spelled out. Yeah, yeah, because later he's talking with Tonks, who's his wife, lady. Who's mm-hmm. but in the books he gets re- at some point gets in a terrible sort of fight, and he's when he realizes that Tonks is pregnant because he says how am I supposed to take care of this kid? Like, mm. essentially, he's afraid that he's going to ruin the lives of his family because right. he can't control himself. Right. And it's so true, I think. It's such a good metaphor for how many of us are mm-hmm. in general. But he's afraid of what he is capable of when he's out of control. Uh, like, 
basically it's a good it's a good uh, metaphor for like addiction or alcoholism or something mm-hmm. like that where it's when you're in the wrong situation at the wrong time when mm-hmm. he's in the moonlight at the wrong time and doesn't have his Any serum control. or whatever he has no control and the control and the choices he makes lead to other people being hurt mm. and there's nothing he and there is nothing he can do to stop it unless mm. it's stay out of the moonlight stay away take the serum whatever. whatever same thing with any addiction it's the same like you have to Obstacle. literally make actually do all this work just to avoid just it. to avoid but not even prevent ugh, just it's like avoid. my favorite thing also remus lupin is jonathan so that's why Aww. i like him but jonathan doesn't hate himself i don't think he's afraid of hurting other people well i don't think that um but his character hated himself yeah at all i think he just was afraid of what would happen when he had no control right which which aren't we all yeah we should be yeah <laughs> people are dangerous what's your boggart my oh myself yeah right. you hurting yourself physically is an interesting like image because I wonder how the boggart would actually show it that's to you. that's what I'm saying yeah because mm-hmm. it's not as simple as uh it's gonna show literally image which it kind of yeah. presented that in the movie first Most of all what type of, of class is that like, <laughs> I I wish we had that class and I was I'm in high glad school. we did like, because that show is us sick. what you're afraid of show us. Like that's like therapy though. It's no, like, we don't need that. But it's not because in group in magic you in magic you're getting rid of it, which is not enough in real life. It's not enough to be like, <laughs> oh, enough. I hate myself. I'm gonna just give it some sparkles on it or confetti. That's how I've tried to live yeah. my life. Is yeah. when I'm afraid of myself, I'm like, let's cover it in glitter and call it a life. Right. It's not a success story. It's <laughs> it's I I think I'm it. with it. It probably wouldn't represent itself. Physically, but mm-hmm. I don't. I'd be interested to see what it would look like, right? Because a lot of the damage is definitely internal. Totes. So that's why I'm like, I would assume it would look like me physically doing something. Yeah, I, I definitely. I don't know. hear that. But the weird thing is, we never see ourselves that way. Like even when they, all people, these people who know he's a werewolf, nobody's mad at him. Yeah. Nobody hates him. Nobody's afraid of him. They yeah. just say, "We want to protect you." Sirius is literally holding him yeah. at the end when he's about to turn to a werewolf and says. This is, you're not, you're in there, you're yes, in there, this yes. isn't you. Yes. And he tries to help, like, save him in the moment, and he can't, but he's still holding on yeah. until he literally that, is a wolf. That movie goes off. <laughs> I love that well, one. Well, they're best friends since they were so, in high school. Do they both die? Uh, yes, at some point. But, okay. serious dies first. Okay. Because he goes was... through the veil. Yeah. How does the other one die? Lupin dies in the war, like, in the, in the giant. Okay. And he's holding hands with Tonks, and they're both dead. That's Got the last it. movie. Yeah. They're dead. Bring back Harry Potter. That was actually a good, uh, that was a good series for everyone to be involved mm-hmm. in, not just for certain people. No. Cough, cough, Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> Something nice about someone else. Oh, yeah, just a random posse shout out. Oh, this is, this is definitely for you, Kate. I, uh, what? I'm not going to be able to listen to Oh, it. my gosh. You're Go just going to take this compliment. Okay. I really, you all know this, but when you opened up on Instagram about just mental illness, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is so otherworldly. A, because I think mm-hmm. at that time you shared that. I think I was either just now or like a l- couple months into therapy, and I had never been on that journey whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that there is A, someone who is going through something very difficult mm-hmm. and is a and b being open about it because i think that's a lot to carry to sit here and be like oh yeah i'm just you know figuring it out all on my own and it's i, I think it's a lot to experience any type of mental struggle and also have the extra layer of feeling like you have to hide it mm-hmm. or like 
that's my other thing that I'm dealing with that I have to just, not only am I trying to solve it and trying to work on it, but also no one can know that I'm trying to be better. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot of weight. So I, I'm really glad you shared that and I'm glad you try to be open and I really do. I know we hear it all the time, but when you are open and vulnerable within yourself and with people, they want to do that too. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's one of the truest things I've, I, I always thought, you know, you're giving your power away or you're so pathetic or needy if you're letting people into what you're dealing with. And I still struggle with it, um, but there is a lot of power in it. Mm-hmm. And I think you do that probably the best. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so... So like Tony Soprano though, oh <laughs> like gosh. well because he you know Tony Soprano this is not ha- you. Well, listen, so okay, Tony Soprano oh, goes to the therapist and he this is like the third episode. He sees one of his friends coming out of the dentist office mm-hmm. and he completely oh. loses it and he freaks out. He's like, I can't come here anymore. Yeah. I can't do because what's going on is the weight of somebody else and knowing his problems. Never mind it's the be fact so that much he's a worse than, It's probably so much worse though than his. I know. If he just said, like, I'm going... Because when he tells his wife, she's like, that is so good. Yeah. I'm so glad for you. Good. And the truth is, that's that's, that's real. Me. Like, that's what's actually happening. Right. And I, I'm going to go ahead and say it doesn't make it easier for me that I did that. It makes it... Harder. But it makes it easier for me to know that somebody else in the universe has read it and felt like, oh, I'm allowed to be happy, positive, pleasant extroverted mm-hmm. and sick, mm-hmm. dark, twisted, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And and those people can exist in the same human. Yes, and still function. Yeah, and, and still and try. And try. Because right. I think you know? what I get out of it is when I see other people doing that same thing, you know, that's what, that's what is, that's what matters to mm-hmm. me. Because me sharing it does pull something out. It does It does I mean, open a door and it says like, okay, I don't have to pretend like it doesn't exist anymore. Right. I'm really comfortable saying mental hospital out loud now. When I first got out of it, I literally didn't talk about it at all because yeah, I was no, like. I know. You, you, carry, you carry all the you shame about it. Yeah. And it's like, dang, I did all this work and now I have to carry the weight of that right. work that I just did. That doesn't make any, it doesn't it make any no sense. sense. And sometimes it's, I think it's important to keep some level of privacy. Then you realize, oh, wow, everyone... It just is amazing how much people deal Mm -hmm. with... uh, Oh, we're still in Mental Health Awareness Month, so shout out to that. Shout out to Mental Health Awareness. Yes, but you... Not just anxiety and depression. No, the whole (laughs) gamut. Schizoaffective. You don't realize more people are struggling than you think. Mm -hmm. Literally, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to therapy. And people are like, yeah, me too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you and you and you and you and you. And also, when somebody talks to me about something and I, I immediately am like, bro, you should get help for that. Not in a judging way, in a literal, like, like there, yo, it, if you there talk are about solutions. it, it'll help a little bit. There are solutions. It will yeah. suck at first. It sucks always. I don't think it gets easier, but I think it gets better. And I think that's the, it doesn't get easier for me to talk about things in therapy. It's not all one solution. Mm. That was one step. Going to checking myself into a hospital, going to a I was like that okay, that wasn't good enough, but I, it step. gave me enough energy to get to the next thing yeah. was a program. Yeah. And when the program wasn't enough, I was like, Okay, I guess I'll just keep doing the group therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay, group therapy is probably that's definitely the best decision I've ever made good. was to do that. Mm-hmm. But it was okay, now group therapy, if I'm getting all this out of this, I gotta start opening up about it. Mm. When you told me you're doing mm-hmm. group therapy, I was like, shoot. 
I don't know if I can yeah. do that. I could easily see myself performing uh-huh. in a group situation. Yeah. I'm already- and I was doing that one-on-one instead, which see? is so weird. But I'm usually carrying around two people at the same time mm-hmm. inside myself. Right. So with one person, I'm going to pick Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde to come out that day instead of bringing right. them both to work. All right. Versus if I have a group of five people, there's already too many people in the room. So, so these guys got to come together. Correct. So it's like... No one gets left out. Yeah. No, no. I Shout think- out to Mental Health Awareness Month. Shout out. You're almost over, but... What gets you up in the morning? Mm, Man, if you would have asked me this even eight months ago, I would have been like, I don't know. Uh, uh, What gets me up in the morning? I think um, just remembering this this is the good side of it. You get to enjoy life. That's Mm -hmm. the prize. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You get to have experiences. Like, sometimes I'll be like, I have nothing to look forward to. Like, I'm not going on a trip. I don't have my mans. Like, (laughs) I don't... Like, what is the thing? It's like, no, you existing Mm -hmm. and having relationships and conversations and, you know, taking a nap and... Mm. That is what... I mean, it's it's the small things, but that... That's the gift. Shoot, knowing Jesus. Like, that... You gotta be content with those things too it can't just be like you're living for the weekend every week what gets me up is the small the very small pleasures in life for sure having an air-conditioned home getting to take a nap I love the nap. Honestly, naps are worth waking up for. Go back to sleep for a rest. What do you know? That's the thing you learn from the animal kingdom. They're always napping. They are always napping. And that's, they got that. What else are, that's like we're so worried about like vacations. Blah, blah, blah. And that's not unimportant. No. But also when you look around that's at the, the natural world, if we were, if we didn't have jobs and we didn't have any of this stuff happening, which I know we do, so we just roll on. Correct. But if we didn't. We would also be napping still. It's one of the most primal things we can do. I had a friend, shout out, you know who you are, but would be so annoyed, so annoyed that whenever he would call, he'd be like, yeah, but why do you feel like you need a nap? Like, are you, you're, yeah. I'm like, can I please take my nap in peace? He'll be like, Mm. but you nap like every day. I love to nap. I think it's one of the greatest blessings of our lives that we get to say, you need to follow, (sighs) you need to follow his page. It's literally called the nap ministry. It's, ugh ridiculous but they're basically it's this rhythm of rest and oh yeah i love to rest you know we are definitely addicted to the grind Uh, and i say addicted because yes you do need to work and have responsibilities but that's not when you're addicted to just go 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 all the time Mm -hmm. that's unhealthy Mm -hmm. you gotta slow down okay we can pick one more and then we gotta okay three hours of information i'm like i don't know how far we're going here what is your favorite thing to do alone? Great question, because, man, I've been learning how to do a lot on my own. Mm-hmm. I enjoy going to the movies alone. Love it. I actually look forward to it. Yeah, it's great. Oh, tomorrow, not to, wait, what's today? Thursday? Thursday. Tomorrow, Ma comes out with Octavia mm-hmm. Spencer. I was like, I should go see that by myself. It's a, it's She's a, a villain in it. Ooh. It's really good, I, I think. <laughs> but um, It's good that it's coming out. It's good that it's coming out. <laughs> she's a villain, and she like... Oh, good traps for her. all these teenagers and pretends to be like the cool mom and oh you guys can have you know you gotta see the trailer like you you guys can have parties in my basement and then she becomes obsessive and is like snapping them and texting oh God, them I love it it's really good and then of course they're like I don't know like she seems a little weird we should probably stop hanging out and she's like no like it's really like smart house yes <laughs> Less technologically driven. But that same weird idea of like... Yes, like, I want you guys to love me and have fun. And if you don't, 
then I'll start meddling with your lives and becoming obsessed. Oh, I love that. Good for her, though. I that was good, good for too. her playing, like, a really dark kind of we, character. We need the representation. Yeah, that's... I love that it's a little bit more um, complicated. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't seem like the most dense plot, but I'm glad Who she's cares? doing it. Who cares? Yeah. What... Do you have a favorite movie theater? Um, yes. Okay. I enjoy going to any studio movie girl because that way I can have my whatever I want. Um... Mm-hmm. Margarita, chocolate chip mm. cookies, um, mm. not not together. Last time I went, but I had chips crazy. and queso. Oh, yeah, you can have, and they mm. bring it to you, and it's just a lovely dining experience. Love that. That's great. So, okay, well, how do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, um, what are what are your parting words? Try to expose yourself to as many things that you don't know as possible. Always be willing to learn, and always be willing to understand. Have the difficult conversations. Really, really fight for understanding other people. That's great. That's about it. I love it. Well, thanks, Bryn, <laughs> for coming, stopping by the couch. Woo! Thanks, Eric Church, for the couch. That's a joke. But oh. also, I guess it's his design. I'm not even sure if that's the right country singer, but it's some country it's... singer. Okay, we don't have a sign-off phrase okay, yet. Okay, like, do we say uh, next time? Last time we said... On the pod. We said... Call your mom. If you don't have a mom, you can call my mom. Hey, call me. Yeah, that's what. Yes. Call your representative. Call your (laughs) representative. Call. Make some calls. Make some calls. It's a, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Not only our experiences, but all we have done, whatever great thoughts we may have had, and all we have suffered, all this is not lost, though it is past. We have brought it into being. Having been is also a kind of being, and perhaps the surest kind. Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning.